Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> All right, what is up, everyone? Oh, I'm really loud. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number one. Oh, we're on the last one on my page here. 170. Damn. We're going to get to 200 before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do for show 200? It's got to be big. Big. Never mind. All right. Anyway, oh, I, you know, I just said I need the sponsor reads, and then I just throw them to the side. Midgets. <laughs> Midgets. Yes, that's it. That they're little people, dwarfs, <laughs> elves. Uh, so anyway, welcome back. Another episode here. We are starting our first uh, pro motocross review here for the year for 2021. Uh, before we get started, we will thank our sponsors. So first off, our presenting sponsors. We will start with our newest one, BC Pizza. Make sure to check them out. What's the website? B dash or dot c dot pizza. Yeah, that it's a super weird web address. Yeah, just go to BC Pizza and and you'll look. Find if it. you're like everyone else, just Google BC Pizza. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the uh, Plainwell, Otsego, Allegan area, you can check that one out. If you are in the uh, Kalamazoo area, is that one that one's open? Yes, it is. That one's open in the Kalamazoo Portage area, nationwide. We wide, have, wide, wide. We wide, have thirty-four wide. stores. Thirty-four stores nationwide. So check them out. BC Pizza. Just Google it because the web address is super weird and we can't remember it. Dot org. Dot org. <laughs> dot don't, go to, don't go to dot org. It's definitely not dot org. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. And the sound effects are in, people. Oh, geez. All right. Uh, also want to thank our, our other two presenting sponsors. So first off, been with us forever, TLR Coatings. Check them out for all your custom powder coating, Coating, sandblasting. Um, they are doing crazy cool stuff all the time. They are. And uh, so make sure to check them out for that. And also want to thank Premier Custom Trailers. So we will be getting a trailer soon. Less than three months now. It's on back order, man. Everybody can't get shit. So I'm not upset about it. I know how hard it is to get stuff. So anyway, uh, do you need a trailer? I need a trailer. Commercial or residential? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs sales service parts or rentals they do it all premiercustomtrailers.com located five minutes south of kalamazoo on us 131 in schoolcraft michigan they put the custom in customer service pct pct also if you want me to do an actual bc pizza read mm -hmm. i'm gonna need that texted over to me at some point so oh, i okay. can write it down yeah i'll get it to you eventually because otherwise I'm just spitballing. That's fine. Anyway, uh, also on board with us, JT Cycle, the Dirt, and the Dirt Bike Depot. Make sure to check them out there, helping us out with prizes for the Fantasy Show. Speaking of the Fantasy Show, we recorded a new one of those on Thursday, went up Friday. Justin was on there with us. Me and Cole are usually the ones doing that. In case you notice, Cole is not in studio with us today. Because he sucks. New, new awesome host we have. Can't even make a show. He sucks. So that's fucking cool. Um, but anyway, uh, so me, Cole, and Justin get on there. We talk about our picks. We talk about how bad we did. For me, it was pretty bad. Were you terrible? 
It wasn't up to my standard, but I beat both of you by. What did you score? I can't remember. Uh, four something, wasn't it? Four eighteen, four twenty. Oh yeah, so you weren't too actually terribly far. I think I was me. like. I mean, it was I about it was like, points, but yeah, it wasn't great. But I think mm-hmm. it was like uh, twelve or thirteenth in our league. Yeah. So once again, though, like I did that with none of my all stars scoring max points, and as Alessandro Lupino getting zero. It's kind of like your Tyson Johnson and your Volan thing. Uh, yeah. So like, if I would at least had Terrible. like max points, and Lupino would have finished, I'd have been a lot better. But yeah, know, first round. Anyway, uh, we are giving away a full set of answer gear uh, to the winner of that league, so make sure to head on over there. Plus, we're doing weekly prizes here and there. This week, we were giving away a set of gloves from our box of gloves we have, courtesy of the Dirt Bike Depot. Uh, so again, make sure to check those out. Those shows usually come out either, or they come out on Friday. Let's <laughs> just face it, they come out on Friday at Friday, some point. Friday, a day before the race. Well, you know, when we don't get handicaps till Thursday and yeah. we can't record till Thursday night, it makes it a little tricky to get that show out before much before Friday. It does. So anyway, so go again, make sure to check that out. Uh, the uh, podcast version's in the feed here with everything else, and the uh, YouTube stuff video is on YouTube also. Um, again, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Uh, we have been having some good back and forths. I know, uh, like the shows, Coach Rob has been on. He's been getting on there and uh, and uh, talking to people, <laughs> going back and forth with people, making some people look dumb. It's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> That's what Coach is good at. Coach is good at dumb. it. So anyway, uh, yeah. So get on there and comment. Also, make sure to follow us on all the major social media networks. We are on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. You quit yawning over there, man. <laughs> Usually it's you, it's me today. Oh, I know, man. We start early too. Anyway, um, so make sure to uh, check us out on all of that. I am doing my best to post up some some uh, some different content on Instagram. We're basically finding some sick pictures and videos, and we actually have spent today. Justin's been here since about noon. We have been working on building, rebuilding the uh, Jeff Walker CRF 450. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got the frame polished. We got the, uh, we got the motor in, we got some things, air, taken apart. some things taken apart, uh, so that that way I can hopefully coat some stuff this week. Uh, so we are making strides to put out bike build videos more than once every six months at this point. So check that video out coming soon. Yep. I don't know if it's coming soon, but whatever. Actually, yeah, probably not because I haven't even done the first one yet. Like I filmed all of the dismantling, but I did not, uh, or uh. disassembly, but I didn't, uh, I haven't done the video yet, I don't oh, think. So okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I make a lot of videos, so it's hard for me to keep track sometimes. <laughs> like I have to go back and seriously look like the 50 build. I had to go back and look and then I realized how bad I fucking suck at actually <sighs> filming stuff. And, like, I filmed a lot for, like, the first two videos. And then, like, after that, I haven't really filmed anything. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that series didn't go anywhere like it should have. Anyway, um, but, yeah, so we're uh, we're coming out with new content here constantly. We're working on it. And, uh, yeah, we are going to start talking about Paula 1. Paula 1. Oh, by the way, did you happen to hear that? Uh, you know, so you know Paula, we're going there twice, second to last round. Do you happen to hear on uh, the Shmanovet Shmoto <laughs> preview show that uh, Toolman Dan was saying that there's a possibility Hangtown might not even happen because of all I, the restrictions? I did hear that. I did hear that. I really hope. I don't know why my voice just went up like that. Uh, that they have a backup for that 
I mean, I know that's months away. I mean, we're it's like September 11th or whatever the last round. Yeah, yeah, it actually is September I'm 11th. Really that hope well, that'll be weird too. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that we have a backup plan for that. And when I say backup, I mean uh, douchebaggery uh, has a plan for that because I really don't want Paula to be the last round of the year. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I mean, there's other tracks we could go to. I just. I have a feeling that they know that that's a possibility, so they've probably been in talks with other ones. I just, I don't want Paula to be the last round. I mean, if we got to go to another track for a second time for the last round of the year, like, let, we can go to Washougal for another time. We can go to Thunder yeah. Valley again. I just, my point is, I don't want Paula to be the last round. Yeah, I understand I just, that. I don't want that. It's just crap. So, anyway, uh, coming up on the show tonight, <clears throat> obviously, like I said, Cole's not here with us. It's me and Justin yakking it up in studio here. And uh, we'll be bench racing through all the 250 and 450 action for Paula 1, plus some other topics. You got a rant for tonight? You got anything to rant about? I imagine we'll get to a point and I'll have a rant about something. So anyway, and then uh, coming up later here in about an hour, uh, we're going to have the one, the only, probably the most controversial media media person in the industry right now. Chris Cooksey is going to come on with us. Part of Cooksey and the Coach. Part of Cooksey and the Coach. The Cooksey number one Media. motocross podcast in the world. What is it? 241 Speed or something, too, he's doing? I don't know. We'll have to know. ask him. Anyway, he's coming up later. Uh, Going to share his uh, his views on the first pro race. And, and we have a, a really cool story that's going to be happening during this interview. We have that, it. too. Yep. Oh, and we, we can get into a little bit of MX Sports drama. Oh, it's going to be great. That'd be awesome. There's my rant probably won't come till then, and he'll trigger something, and I'll start ranting. I just want about to shit on Tim Cotter, but anyway. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so that is what we will be doing here tonight on the show. So, Justin, we want to start with you. Want to start with two fifties or four fifties? Well, might as well start with two fifties. We always do. Okay, great. Let's pull up results here. Even though I know the first person we're talking about, <sighs> Golden Jet won the race. The Golden fucking Jet. Bro. Two one. Two one should have been a one one. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, to be really honest, I don't know if he went down or it was just. I think he got a terrible. Just the shit start. He got a shit start. Uh, but dude, fastest guy on the track. Now well, again. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't actually think we could. Okay, go ahead. Nope, sorry. Hold on. Nope, sorry. Okay. Let me finish my thought here. Okay. Before you just start shitting down my throat. No, I wasn't gonna shit. I was gonna go to somebody else. But anyway. Anyway, um, I'm not putting a lot of stock into it. It's only the first round. Yes. But it was impressive. It Considering was. his first round of Supercross, yes, did not go that smoothly. Yes, uh, first round of outdoors here, hundred percent improvement. And as fastest we, in qualifying, fastest in qualifying, had the fastest lap of the day. Yes, yes, had the fastest lap of the day in both motos. Yep. Well, not no. I don't think he had the fastest lap in the second moto. He definitely had the fastest lap in the first moto, and that was the overall fastest lap of both motos. Okay. Anyway, um, I will just say. These boys are in trouble. If we go, if we go through Thunder Valley, yeah, and, and he does the same thing next week, yeah, where he's two one, two two, whatever. Let's say he doesn't even win. Let's just say he's on the box. If he's yeah. on the box, yeah, with so, with a moto win, or he's on the box, both motos and overall on the box mm-hmm. next week. These boys are in trouble all summer. See, but here's the thing, though, and I was I was very impressed with Jet. I mean, it's it's hard it's it's hard not to be impressed with Jet. The stuff that he does, how fluid he is. I mean, both him and Hunter. Like Hunter, Hunter is definitely a lot smoother than Jet. But Jet and a lot of people, Daniel Blair said this on multiple podcasts over the week. Like, especially the one. Did you hear the comments on Gypsy Tales? The stuff he said about Jet. Yeah. What he? Okay. Yeah. I don't fully disagree with him, but there are some things. Anyways, Jet is just so relaxed. He's so calm. 
the there's no disconnect with him and the bike. It's like literally him and the bike are one thing. Like it's just they're one they're one with the bike. Yeah. Um so it's hard not to be impressed with what he does. But the thing that I will say to counter what you just said we we did this with Supercross when he got his first win and then look what happened the rest of the year. And we even did it this year. Now I understand he got three wins this year in Supercross. But look what happened the rest of the year. Look mm-hmm. what look what everybody was saying. What was it? Was it round two that he won by like 12? What, what round? It, yeah, it was round two. Did he won two. by like yeah. 12, 13 seconds or yes. whatever? And then look what happened the rest of the yes. year. And I understand, once again, it's a lot easier to make mistakes in Supercross. When, you know, everybody, especially everybody being so close, you know, you get a shit start. And 15 minutes plus one lap is not a lot of time on a Supercross track when everybody's no. within thousands of a second of each other on a, you know, two to three lap basis. I don't disagree with what you're saying where if he gets it figured out, but once again, there's a reason why a lot of people picked Jet to win the championship. I didn't. I picked his brother Hunter. If J-Mart, and we'll get to J-Mart in a second, was not 100% healthy. But there's a reason why when you know all the talking heads, us being included, come out and do all these podcasts and at the beginning of the year, or not the beginning of the year, but the beginning of the season, and they have a conversation with who they think their title pick is. And a lot of people picked Jet, even the people that didn't, You'll be hard-pressed to find a lot of people that didn't have him in the top three. But there's a reason why there's so many people that can win races, but there's only so few that we pick to win titles. And Jet still, we got to remember, he's not even 18 yet. He's going to be 18 throughout the summer. Yeah. I can't see him having a ride, rides like this every weekend. Because there could be one weekend where he just just is not in a groove. He rides Paul a lot, so does everybody else, so that's no excuse. He looked great. But there's going to be weekends where he's just not feeling it, and he goes eight three, and he gets third, and he gets third overall. And this class is so deep, where I don't think whoever wins this title, and it's the same thing in the 450 class, you're not going to have, be able to have bad motos. You're just not, even though it's going to happen. The guy who wins the title this year, kind of like what Zacco did last year in the 450 class, it's going to be you're either going to be winning races or you're going to be on the you're going to have to be on the box every weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't see a guy winning this championship with getting a couple fifth places in a moto, which sounds ridiculous because everybody has a bad weekend. Well, now you're contradicting yourself. What do you mean? Because you're saying Hunter's your pick, and he well, just Hunter, went 6 Hunter, Hunter is my pick, but if he struggles at Thunder Valley, then he's not my pick. Okay. But see, here's the thing, though. Remember why the only reason I picked Hunter, though, to win this championship is because I thought J-Mart was going to come out and not look great. Yeah. I can't say that anymore. No. J-Mart looked fucking phenomenal. He did look really good yesterday, too. So also. by going off of <clears> what <throat> I said where Hunter was my pick, because remember, anybody that watched the show, when the coach was on, we had our who's our pick if everybody's healthy and who's our pick if everybody's not healthy. Yeah. We all picked J-Mart if everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. J-Mart looked pretty fucking healthy, in my opinion. Yeah. For him having the shoulder and then come to find out that that's not even the biggest issue that he has. Got wrist issue, too. Yeah, which, with how beat up, how cupped out, how pocketed that track looked at the end of the moto, and how good he was. So, even though Hunter was my pick, with the way J-Mart rode, I don't think him being healthy is actually going to be... Now, once again, it is the first round, you know, but also you got to look at is even though J-Mart's been motoring down outdoors, he's only been riding with A-Mart. He hasn't been riding with anybody else. Yeah. Where all these other boys have been doing motos with everybody since Supercross ended or during their break. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it's not taking anything away from Jet. But my thing is I still just don't see him being able to be that consistent every weekend. I just I can't do it. He's going to have weekends where he's just not feeling it. Yeah. And then there's going to be weekends like that where he goes 2-1 or he goes 1-1 and he didn't Supercross. 
But like I said, though, let's not jump the whor- the gun yet because what did he do the next two rounds after that win in Supercross? Yeah. Nothing. No. So that, that'll be my only counter to you. So I don't completely disagree with you, but you have to admit we did this with Supercross, and then look what happened. He went, what, 30 points down over the next three rounds or whatever it was? I don't know. Hold on a second. I'll look it up here. Let's and, look it up. And obviously, it's, you know, comparing to Supercross and Outdoors, they're not the same thing. But with a kid that young but that talented, you almost kind of have to take every little information that you have because that's well, all you have on Okay, him. so technically in Supercross, six in the first round, one Houston two. Mm-hmm. Houston three, he was third. Okay. Indy one, he was fourth. Yep. And he was only fourth because, remember, that was the one that Craig took him out in, the, like, the last corner yep. there. Um, but then so what, he should have been on the box. But so then look what happened the, ra- the next race. Yeah, though. then Indy 2 is when he ragdolled and in he, practice yep. and then ragdolled in the heat and then yep. didn't finish the main, didn't race the main. Yep. So they gave him 23rd spot, which is fucking weird. So. And see, you'll say, and, and the thing is, too, is you look at how consistent Colt was. Well, J Mart's going to be in that same situation. But man, here's the weird thing after that. So, so listen to this. So then he comes back Indy 3, 5, then he goes 1 2 1 to finish the year. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm not. But look how much he got. But look how down he was in the points, though, by the last round. Yeah. Again, I'm not putting a ton of stock in it. Yeah. Like I'm not standing here stomping on the table saying he's going to win the title. But man, that was much better than I guess I thought it was going to be out of him. I could have seen him winning a winning a moto yesterday and easily getting ninth in the other one. But we could also go to Thunder Valley this weekend and he just go four four. Yeah. Because he wasn't really good at Thunder Valley last year. Yeah. He wasn't great, and I don't know if that was just him adapting to the altitude. But he just, he was off. Yep. And that's the thing is, I think with Jet, because he is still so young, but he's so talented, but kind of like what AC has and still kind of does to the, I think when you're that talented, and James did the same thing, you rely so much on muscle memory that sometimes these kids, and we can call it with Jet being a kid because he is a kid, sometimes they re- they're so talented and they rely so much on muscle memory that they don't think enough while they're out there. They're, they're so used to their bodies just knowing how to react to situations where sometimes you have to take a step back and you have to process the information that is in front of you. And sometimes it comes up and bites them because they, think, they always think their body, because it knows what to do, is going to pull them out of a situation. Yeah. And I think with Jet, because he is – sometimes it's almost a bad thing to be that. Look at Travis Pastrana. Did the same thing. That dude would have sort of won so many championships, but he didn't. Because he was so talented. He was almost too talented for his own good. Yeah. But then you got guys like Ricky Carmichael who aren't the most talented people, but they worked harder than everyone else. Mm -hmm. So I don't, like I said, completely disagree with you, but I'll say I have to wait a few more rounds with Jet to be like, okay. Because even if he goes out and does it in Thunder Valley, but if J-Mart gets second again, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, well, we don't really know anything. And J-Mart's good at Thunder Valley. I just looked it up. His last three at Thunder Valley were like 2-1-3. If you look at J-Mart in the next... Well, now that Southwick is after Redbud, J-Mart's pretty fucking good at the next stretch from yeah. Thunder Valley, High Point, Redbud, Southwick, yeah. Millville. Like, that's the thing. Jet is not going to be able to have a bad race and win this championship. Yep. Um, but we can move on to J-Mart. I mean, dude, the first moto, and the who I was going to talk I was actually, I didn't mean, I, would, I cut you off with. Can we talk about Max Villain for a second? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can. Because I'm high on that kid right now. But once again, though, be careful. Paula rides there all the time. Oh, man, I know. But at the same time, we said the same thing in Supercross. Oh, it's not going to go well, not going to go well at all. And then it didn't go terrible. It didn't go yes, terrible. Yes, he crashed out, hurt his hip, whatever. Well, Thunder Valley would be interesting, though, because once again, 
I don't think he ever. I don't think he rode Thunder Valley a lot as an amateur, even for like qualifiers and regionals. Yeah, it's a big shock to the first time people go there with the altitude. Yes, and once again, the only thing that I think is going to save him is he's 130 pounds soaking wet, and that bike's a horsepower machine. Dude, how about his starts, starts? Are gonna be, his starts are going to be on point, even the second motor from the outside. Oh my god! But then again, though, with the way that corner flowed, it was not even really a 45 degree angled corner. It was like 25. Yeah. So as long as you got the jump, you could just kind of push to the outside, and then you could straighten out for. The hip jump or whatever the hell you wanted to call that yeah. anthill. I don't know. Um, so I'll say that'll be a saving grace. But I would say to any of the people that are on the Volan hype train, just be careful because he ride, it's kind of like with Hangtown. He's logged so many laps at Paula. Yeah. He could probably ride that track with his eyes closed. Yeah. So he rode amazing, and I feel bad for the kid, the bike grenading. Yeah. And I, I don't know it what terrible. it ended up being, but I imagine it was probably a clutch. The clutch was probably just gone because that bitch was yeah. smoking badly. Yeah. Um. Smart on him, though, for knowing to, hey, just save it. Yeah. Because I don't think the bike let go. I, think I don't he, think so either. Because you saw like, his mechanic start it, didn't you? Yeah. On TV. Because his mechanic almost seemed like pissed at him. And it's like, eh. That actually, coming from a mechanic, his mechanic kind of pissed me. Dude, you're not going to tell your kid that they're... I know they didn't want to freak him out. He's young. He's in that situation. Yeah. You got to let your rider know what's going on with the bike. Yeah. Like when they were saying, oh, when, when uh, Will Christian went into interview, oh, we're not going to tell him. You, you're not going to tell him that his bike's going to let you're go. You're just going to let him yard sale like, when you, it lets go off like the face. You, yeah, like are you? I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like what the hell is that, dude? This seems like a miscalculation. That was that was, dude. I was like so angry by that. I was like, are you stupid? So you're just going to go out there, take a chance of your star pupil, the bike lets go on the face on one of those step ups, and he just, oh yeah, just like, yard, are just you lawn darts dumb? himself. I was like, are you fucking dumb? So. But he rode great. I feel bad for him. I don't know where he would have finished because he was dropping anchor quite a bit. He and, was, yeah. Even, but I will say in the second moto when he was starting to drop anchor, and I don't know if he was just his heart rate got a little bit too high or he's pumping up. But good on him though. With you could tell he he took a deep breath when he got in that battle, that yeah. little battle with and seventh he regroup, in the second moto. And he, regr- he regrouped. Yeah, he took a deep breath. He calmed down a little bit because he was a little frantic, especially at the end of that first moto. He was. Dude, he, fucking pivoting out of corners, g and out, blowing corners, <laughs> getting squirrely, coming <laughs> off faces. But he regrouped in the second moto, so he had a lot of poise for his very first national. So I was impressed. But I will say, just wait for anybody that's high on them, and we'll see what happens. And if he does it again in Thunder Valley, then I could say, okay, the kid, he's got something going for him. Yep. But I think, like I said, his saving grace is his starts are going to be on point all year. Yeah. Like I said, he's what? Probably Ty Masterpool might be the only person lighter than him in that whole fucking class. I mean, here's the thing, though, too. He he led the first half of that first race. Yeah, what was it? Was it tw- uh, 20 minutes, right? It, it, yeah. it at least 18 minutes. Yeah, it was all – I don't remember exactly. It was over 15 minutes he was leading. Like, yep. when they did the halfway thing, and he was still leading yep. with J-Mart behind him, yep. I was like, huh. But this it, is an interesting this is an interesting twist because I didn't see this yeah, coming. But back to J-Mart, though. At any point in that first moto, though, like even before the bike started smoking, after J-Mart got around Robertson, did you think that, nah, he's not going to get Max? Because you could tell he was just kind of sitting back there and waiting for his moment. No, I really – there was never a moment that I thought, oh – He's not well. Okay, I lied. There was because yeah, you you thought there maybe J Mart might not get him. Yeah, because there was okay. some time there that it was like I said when I when we got to halfway mm. and J Mart still hadn't got him. Yeah, I'm going. But you can kind of huh. tell though with some of J Mart's line selections that he was waiting. He, I mean, you always want to think that. Yeah, but at the same time, 
So we always say, there's a big difference between catching someone yeah. and passing someone. Well, especially on a track like Paula. Yeah. So where the main line is always in, where the main line, that whole entire track was the inside. So yeah, so there was some time there when we got to about mid-race and he was still leading that I'm going, maybe he's not going to get him. I guess I was just looking at it going, just some of his line selection, because he was kind of playing with the track a little bit, like that that off-camber before you come back up the right-handed uphill, yeah. where he was staying tight and then he was where it faded to the outside, which yeah. by the way, Voland and RJ's crash. In that corner? Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> I just laughed a little bit because I was like, of course, of all people, RJ is going to be. It was nobody's fault. Like, the line no, just came together. Yeah. But I was like, of course, RJ is going to come together with the, the kid. But J-Mart was playing with the track a little bit, switching up his lines because one lap he'd go to the inside, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to hit, you know, because the outside coming down the hill, there was a little bit more square edge. So yeah. he kind of bounced to the outside. He was just – so I'm like, he's kind of sitting back there, and I think in his mind he was thinking, well, this kid at some point is going to implode. Like yeah. he, it's his first national. He's leading. The bike's smoking. Who yeah. knows if he knows? Obviously, to this point now, we know he didn't know until the end. He's. I almost felt like Jamar was thinking, "I'm just gonna let this kid blow himself out, yeah. and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna zap him." And then once he zapped him, though, I mean, he he left him. Yeah. So you almost had to think that when he left him. Do you think the bike went down on power or anything though? You could tell it was because I mean, when when so when do you Max think that w- has something to do with Jamar a game by him and no, B's him. I- getting zapped like that i don't think it had anything to do with that because max was making a lot of mistakes but you could definitely tell it was losing power because there was one instance where coming up out of that right-handed uphill and then when you drop down and it, those ruts where it's it kind of cambered out on the backside mm-hmm. max blew the inside rut i don't know if it's just he, he just wasn't straight for the rut or his weight shifted in the middle of the rut but like when he bounced to the outside and cross rutted mm-hmm. you could tell he like clutched it a little bit and the bike just went nowhere yeah you go it just went and i'm like Okay, he didn't he didn't drag it that hard. Like he didn't lose a lot of time in that corner. You could tell that it was losing power, but I mean he was still getting over everything. So like it, I don't think it was losing significant power, but you could definitely tell though it was hurting him in the corners because the clutch was letting go. That's yeah. my opinion. I don't know if that's true, but I think the clutch was letting go. I say I was trying to tell and I really couldn't, but it <sighs> but it was losing power. But like, was it significant enough to really be that big of a deal? I mean, he was still getting over everything. Well, yeah. So I, I, I mean, don't, I don't really know. We won't know because obviously no one's going to tell they'll us. They'll be like it was electrical. Yeah, <laughs> it was an electrical situation, but it was smoking. Yeah. Um. It was no a, electrical fire. Yeah. <laughs> Batteries burning up. Dungy style. It was coming um, out the exhaust. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking so dumb. Goddamn KTM. Like, just tell us what the fuck um, happened. Yeah, I know. Um, so no, I mean, I don't think so, but I got to give the kid credit. He rode really well. And like I said, with Jay I mean, Mark, that was much better than we thought, right? Yeah, but if he goes to Thunder Valley this weekend and he gets 12-12, do we have to go? It was Paula. I don't know. Thunder Valley is such an enigma too because of the altitude. Oh, he's gonna have an issue though. So like, then, you, he's so get then you gotta almost go to like High Point and Redbud after that and be like, okay, well. But being as light as he is, he's gonna have an advantage though with yeah. the, with the elevation because yeah. a lot of people he's not gonna have as he's not gonna be stretching it as much to get over shit. Yeah, like he's gonna have a big and like I said, that being an uphill start, a first a first gear start on a two fifty F. Yep. I mean. Dude, he could be in the same situation as Paula and get the start and just gap for 20 minutes. Yeah. So it could go either way. But like I said, if he goes 12-12, then we have to go, okay. It was a little bit of a Paula thing. Yep. Um, so kudos to him. Like I said, Jmart. I would have to say that Jmart after that is probably back to being my pick because we didn't look hurt. Um, but third place, though, Justin Cooper. How... I, that was, this much, is, that was much better than I thought. But 
Doesn't this kind of prove, though, that to our point that we said a couple years ago that he is so much better with a lead? Like, that's dumb to say, but yeah. that is a thing. Because that second moto, dude, he went nowhere. He went backwards. Well, did you listen to him, too? I can't remember. God, was it post-race interview or what? Where someone asked him about fading. Oh, no, it was the press conferences mm. before that they did the other day that we each did. So I listened to all of those. And somebody, I can't remember if it was Weege or somebody else, asked him, like, hey... You know, you usually start these titles run strong and then, and then fade off. And he was like, "Yeah, no." He's like, and "I don't, I don't really it. know why I do it." And I've made that point before. Why? I've yeah, never been you able have to pick said him. that. Yeah. yeah, and and it has but been this a was, thing. But this was different, though. Like, dude, there was at no point in the middle of that first moto where I was going, "Oh, he's gonna find his groove." There no, was, but the second moto, he gets a start and he leads for however long he did. I mean, I I don't get Justin Cooper. I. I do not understand like what he's doing in the. I don't understand how you can go from being fifth, that whole first moto, not making any headway, actually going backwards for a lot of the time. But then you yank a start the second moto, and you look like you're the fastest dude in the world for a few laps. Yeah, like I don't understand him. But then again, that's the reason why we think that he's gonna shit the sheets. Yeah, I think he's gonna shit the bed again. I think we're gonna get to the halfway point, and wherever he's in at points, it's just gonna get progressively that worse. That doesn't surprise. I mean, that I don't think that would surprise any of us. We all, none of us, had any expectations for him coming into the year. We're like, he won the Supercross titles. So but whatever. there are those Justin Cooper supporters out there, though. They're like, oh, he's got the Supercross titles, so now he's outdoor. T-. Are you talking like his girlfriend, or because <laughs> I'm not hearing his, that from anyone? His, his dog, dog. <laughs> yeah, like because I don't. I that has not been something I've heard. Yeah, I don't know. I just. No one that I've listened to, and I, you the, know me, I listen to a lot of shit, has expressed I that. I don't think it's so much the people in the industry. I think it's just a lot of the people that, a lot of the fans. I think he has a, yeah. a big fan base, which I don't understand it. I don't know why you'd be a fan of his, to be honest He's with you. He's from fucking New York, whatever. isn't he? I mean, yeah, I don't New York. Care. There's a lot he, of people who live in New York, all right? Spring Harbor, New York. Look, whatever. they want the pizza, they want the bagels, and they want to see Justin Cooper win his fucking titles. And the coffee. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just It's that New York piss water. And there went all our New York listeners. Yeah, no, they don't like you anymore. <laughs> I did not say that. Don't try to kill well, us. Well, look, we just can never go to Unadilla. Yeah. It's totally fine. I love to go to Unadilla. Well, we can't go there yeah, now. I'm sorry. Fuck you. God damn it. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't understand him. I don't really, like I said, have high expectations for him. So that's why I really don't have much to say about him because he kind of did what he always does yesterday. Like he has one so-so moto and then he looks great the next moto. Yeah. Or vice versa. So like. Did he take his dog on the podium afterwards? That I don't know. I didn't. Pay I, don't know I hope not. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be a lot of the same. Justin Cooper always outdoors. Yeah, I don't really see good at the beginning of the year, happening. and then drops off halfway into the year. Yep. Yep. Okay. What? Who else we got here? Um. All right. So we covered Jet. We covered J. Mark Cooper Moseman. Oh. Shocking. 4-4? Four, four? That Shock- shocked you? Yeah. Shocking. Are that was much rip- better than I thought it was going to be. I was about to say, like, I wanted to wait to do this segment at the end of the end of the show because I we kind of started it last year and then we forgot about it. I want to do a segment at the end of where who our biggest disappointment was and who our biggest surprise was for each class. Okay. And I, I guess we might as well just say it now. My big, it's got to be Mosman of the 250 class, right? Like, let's be real. We cannot sit up here and say, like, you say better than you expected. Let's be real, dude. There's no way that either of us, and, and I know this for a fact with Cole included, 4-4, four, four, like for real, no yeah. fucking no fucking way. He, he no, was racy. No way. He was racy, bro. There's If somebody would have said Bozeman's going to go 4-4 four, four and actually look like he has the speed to do it consistently, 
am I going to say, yeah, no, I could see that. There's no fucking way. With Hunter being in there and McAdoo and Schmoda and Forkner and Hampshire, like, I just thought Moseman was going to be a 10-10 guy. Like, even though we said that Moseman has the speed to get top five Mm -hmm. because he was kind of that way his last year on Husky when he rode for them outdoors, he had some good races. There's no way if you would have told me he's going to get top five both motos and actually be in it for most of the time, would I have said, yeah, that's a possibility. Like, right? Yeah. He's got to be the surprise of that class. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody else that's even close to that. And it's not like he looked sketchy. Like, he looked in control, which is something that Moseman, as I like to call him, a hazard. He looked out of control (laughs) that whole time. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I mean... And I don't know if it's something like he. I don't know if he rides Paul all the time. Like I know all those dudes ride, but I, like I don't. When I would see the Paula videos, I don't see him in a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he. Oh, he rides this track a million times a week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, four four. That's got to be the biggest surprise of anyone. I'd be. I'd be really curious to see if anybody thinks anything differently. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't have any. We'll, we'll ask Cooksey. Um, Hunter Lawrence though had a. <laughs> Had a really great ride to end that first moto, but and I want to. I think him and Fortner came together that first moto. Who? Him and Fortner. Who and Fortner? Hunter. Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Hunter. Oh God. Oh God. The Lawrence brothers are back battling. I think Hunter. (laughs) I think Hunter and and Fortner came together because didn't you notice that Fortner his jersey was ripped and his his, yeah I did they said that well when you looked at I was watching the live timing because like Jack got an 18th place start but Hunter and Fortner were pretty much like right behind each other that first moto, like the 11th, 12th or whatever, because they both all got bad starts. But then they both dropped off the map at the same exact time. And then to see them push through the pack together and then to see Fortner, I'm like, they had to have came together. What happened, I don't know, because Hunter's bike looked fine. He looked fine. Yeah. But that had to have been the thing, because that can't be a coincidence that they were right in front, right with each other. There's no such thing as a coincidence. (laughs) And they, um, but Hunter just didn't have a great day. I mean, his speed was there. You know, like I said, he he came from wherever they came from that first moto and the second moto. He was running like what was it, fourth or fifth, and he yeah. went down. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, th- I think that he's just his biggest thing is he needs to get his starts under control. Yeah. Because his starts are just off. Yep. That's that's always kind of has been his thing. But let's let's just let's just put this out there. Honda found something with that two fifty. They did. We talked did. about this earlier when when we were working on the bike, and yeah, Honda has definitely found something there. Yep. Because there is not the deficit between Jets two fifty and uh, the Star two fifty. Well, and I could even, and it's funny that you even brought that up earlier, but I even noticed that when like the practice show was going on, when they honed in on Hunter and Jet, you could tell like some of the sections like. There was only, I mean, that fucking track has so many damn jumps on it. But um, there were a few of the sections, like I'm on the hills and stuff, like a couple of the doubles right out of corners and stuff. And you could tell, like, that power was not an issue because you could tell that Hunter was in second. And that bike revved like that. Yeah. And it's not like he was clutching because I remember, <laughs> and I remember telling everybody about this, and it's very, and I find it funny. The first year Hunter was over here as a rookie, when we were at Redbud. So when you're coming back out of the uh, in the back and you come down right the right hand at ninety before T one. Yeah. I remember in practice Hunter coming through there and him just the the old the old, uh, the old saying in moto double clutching. Yeah, no. Hunter was like quadruple clutching it to get out just to get the drive out of the corner to huck T one. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, for anybody that's ever been to Redbud, T one, big table in the bottom of the valley. It's a decent size, but the face is pretty huge. 
it doesn't take much on a on a mod 250f let alone a factory 250f to get over it now when you're that good at corners now yeah. if you suck ass like me it yeah. takes a lot yeah it does but <laughs> hunter who waits the inside pack and just floats through him like he's on you know a, an ice rink um yeah so i could tell you could tell you like i said he was in second gear and the bike just revved like that and had no problem yeah and he would just and just got over stuff easily so and whereas last year the geico bikes were not doing that yeah oh, you yeah. could easily tell how much harder they had to drive into corners and a lot of the times, if there were jumps right out of, whether it be a 90-degree corner or a 180 corner, mm-hmm. they would have to float to the outside to get the drive to huck jumps out of corners, yep. whereas he was doing it from the inside. And he would kind of fade when he would shift his weight. He'd fade to the outside to get a little bit better drive. But like, still, th- you're right. The, pa- and the engine package that they have on those bikes, they found something. Yeah, so, 100%. Um, he was going to Thunder Valley last year. So yeah. I think that he should be good. He could... He, I mean, he could easily go 1-2 or 2-1 at Thunder Valley. Mm-hmm. He had a really good ride there last year, even when he came together with, um, was it Hartraft? I don't know. I think it was Hartraft. He came together with somebody, but he was really good there last year. So I think he has a bounce back at Thunder Valley. I don't know what he's going to get, but I think he has a bounce back. So, um, I mean, Fortner, not bad, right? Not bad. He made it through. And, and his, his speed... For somebody that had, and I don't know, did you catch his comments when they were talking to him about what his expectations were? Yeah, which was just to build and build and build. So 7-8 yeah. for 8th overall on the day. And I think his speed was a lot better than that because he had problems just like Hunter at the yeah. both of the beginning of the first motos. Yeah. So he was coming through the pack. And he only crashed once. Yep. So, I mean, not bad. And considering a guy that doesn't really ride in California anymore. Yeah. So it's not like he pounds out laps at Paula. Yeah. He even said... I hate the West Coast tracks. Yep. Which is kind of the opposite for a lot of guys that used to be based in Cal. I know these tracks like the back of my hand. So, I mean, if we're looking at it going, we didn't think Fortner was going to go out and win, but we thought he was going to maybe crash a lot. It's not a bad way to start off the season, especially no. considering he hasn't raced outdoors since 2018. I mean, I wouldn't call it terrible. We've got a full 12 rounds this year, so we got 24 motos, which means we got 22 to go. Realistically, if you're in the top 10 at this point, I would say you're pretty okay. If he goes out and gets top five, whether it's 5-5 five, five at Thunder Valley, and yeah. then we have the two-week or the, yeah, the, the break yeah. going into high point, I think if I'm him, I'm going, well, I believe what you're saying then because you just want to keep building and building yeah. and building. Now, if he goes out and ragdolls, then you're like, well, it's typical Austin <laughs> Fordner. But if he goes 5-5, five, five, you have to believe, well, his game plan is working then. Yeah. Because we know he is better back on the East Coast tracks. Yep. So, I mean, if he goes 5-5 at Thunder Valley, keeps him in the points, he goes in the high point, he gets a podium. He just keeps building. I mean, realistically, if his speed is already there where it is now and yeah. he doesn't think he's 100%, I don't know why he can't be in this title chase at the end of the year if he stays off the ground. Uh, well, I think we're going to see a lot of these guys in the top 10 in the title chase as we get later on in the year here because, as we talked about earlier, I mean – I think we're going to see a lot of parity in this class. Yes. Uh, I mean, the scores in this were not quite as far off as, like, the 450 class, which we'll get to here in a little bit. I mean, you're looking at 2 one 1 2 5 3 4 4 3 9 6 5 8 6 7 8 9 12 and 14 11 for the top 10. Yeah. And, I mean, realistically, you could pretty much flip-flop. There isn't anyone in that top 10 that... Any, I think anyone would go, holy shit, I can't believe they're in the top 10. Exactly. And then once you drop out of the top 10, then there is a gaggle. <laughs> a gaggle of good dudes all the way down to, dude, I mean, 20th place. You're talking 
20th place was McAdoo, who went 15-37. Well, there were two guys that... Thank God I didn't pick him for fantasy. Although it wouldn't have been any less points than I got, so... And there were two guys that had really shitty days, but speed was good. And that was Thrasher and Shmoda. They were terrible. Their starts were horrible. And they were coming through. So don't put a lot of stock into how their weekends went. Schmoda's a bit of an underwhelming finish there. The 14-11 yeah. four, for 10th overall. But once again, though, same thing. And Thrasher, holy shit, he was working his way through the whole entire day. Was he? I don't know how he couldn't get a start. I mean, Jarrett Fry on the, the bone stock star Yamaha 250F <laughs> was getting better starts than Thrasher was. Dude, Thrasher, I think the first moto started in 15th. Went down, went back to like 27th, was in 21st for like a good 10 minutes, and then worked his way into whatever he finished in the first moto. And then the second moto, same thing, coming from outside the top 15. Terrible starts. So his lap times are really good. So I'm still on board that Thrasher's going to have a really good year. It just, I don't know how you can't get a good start on that bike. I don't know what he was doing. It's pretty hard. I don't know what his gate pick was, if he just got a, if he picked a shitty gate. And like I said, th- same thing with Shimoda. Like Shimoda just, I don't know what he was doing. Like, he was barely ever on screen, but you could tell that he had issues because his starts were terrible. Keep talking. I'm trying um, to make this screen not lock. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I said, Shimoda's results are a bit underwhelming there, and then the rookies are kind of like, well, it's rookie, like I said, rookie it, things as Thrasher far as I'm will be good. Thrasher will be good. Uh, like I said, he just had terrible starts. Um, Hammaker was doing well in the first moto, and then he dropped anchor. Um, I don't know if he went down that second moto. Uh, I don't know even where he really was at the beginning of the moto. I think he was outside the top 20 at the end of it or whatever. Um, but the one person that I think that everybody needs to be a little bit worried about, and that's Garrett, Mar- Garrett Marchbanks. Marchbanks had a day. That was much more impressive than I thought it was going to be. Well, and you also got to give him props too because at the end of that, at that first moto, when him and Hammaker started going backwards, when Cooper and Jet and Hunter and Fortner and RJ and all these guys started working their way forward, when they got zapped and they started going backwards, I'm starting to think, oh, shit. I was like, here it's happening. March Banks, he's pumping up. He can't run this pace for 35 minutes. He's been away from outdoors for two years or a year and a half or whatever it is. But then he regrouped. And same thing. And yeah. I, like I told you this on the Weed show, he, Weed was talking to him, and he goes, yeah, man. He goes, before, when I'd get in a situation like that, I would have to just push so far past my comfort zone. I would be on red to run that pace. And he goes, when things were chaotic, he goes, my heart rate was down. He goes, I was fine. I didn't have to push past my comfort zone. Yeah. He goes, I was even doing it at 90%. He wasn't even going the full 100% when he was in that battle. So if I'm everybody else, you know, even though that bike is really good, it's not a factory bike. It's not a star bike. They get Yamaha support, but it's not star. If he's going out and doing that in the first round, He's only going to get better. Yeah. His cardio's good. He didn't look as out of control as he does when he rides Supercross at, you know, trying to go out there and run top yeah. three. He's somebody I could look to where you, we get to the halfway point and he's sixth in points because he's going, you know, whatever he did and he gets a fifth overall and he gets a fourth and maybe gets a podium. I mean, if he keeps building, he's somebody I could look to that maybe he gets a win. Maybe. You know, he looked. B- if you're talking about out of all the guys that you expect to be in the you know top three, top five, Marchbanks has got to be that guy where you're going. He's going to be the guy that's going to break into that. Yeah. Because we have the Lawrence brothers, we have J Mart, you know, we have Cooper, we have Fortner, we have RJ. Marchbanks has got to be that next guy that I'm going. 
while he could make the step to that next level and be there with those guys every weekend. It's just his biggest thing is is he he's got to do it consistently because he, so he knows he can do it because mm-hmm. it's easy to do it for one round and then shit the bed the next two. Yeah. So he looked really good. Um. RJ was pretty fast. RJ did RJ things, 3-9. So, looked good the first one. Second one goes down with Bolin. Just yeah. can't recoup, really. Yeah, just I can't mean, recover. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we already talked about Hunter. We already talked about Marchbanks. We talked about Fortner. Colt Nichols, that's a bit underwhelming. A 9-12 for ninth overall. I mean... Remember when I told you guys, be careful of him for picking him for doing well outdoors. I was not on that bandwagon, and I really like Colt a lot. You know I do. We'll see, man. We'll see. I don't... Amart had a shit day. Amart, fucking Jesus, dude. 1916. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We have we have room to work now. He's got a lot of room to work on. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was a bad terrible. day. Yeah. I can't remember what he said. I listened to his post-race interview with Steve, but I can't remember what he said. Were you surprised that that start Styles got, the first, first moto? Yes. Considering the information that I have about Styles, well, his day didn't go that great, but his starts were good. No, 10-18 for 14th overall is not good. No. And he's obviously injured. He's got the little red cross next yeah. to his name. So he's injured. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, faded like a cheap suit in that first one. But when he when he yanked that start and was running second for a while, I was like, huh. Well, how about Jalik? That was unexpected. How about Jalik getting there and get a 10th at second moto? Coming through the pack, actually. Actually, Jalik went 12-13 for a long time. Oh, he was in 10th, and then he... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, didn't really... Yeah, didn't really get that. I mean, Hamaker, again, under kind of underwhelming, 11-23. But again, these are just rookie kids, and like these are rookie finishes to me. I mean, you go through the rookies here, basically, okay? And I know these guys... Some of these guys are not rookies, but they basically are. So you got Fry, 13-14 for 12th overall. Okay. Volan, 38-7. Should have been way better yep. because the bike, you know, pretty much grenaded. So that should have been more like a top 10 and and a 7th place. So he should have been up farther. Uh, you got Robertson goes 10-18, which is not great. But again, eh, whatever. Hamaker, 11-23. Thrasher, 16-17. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it for real, real. Well, Dylan Schwartz, 1835 for 22nd. So. He, did, he did Dylan Schwartz things, was on the ground a lot. Yeah. So. I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised, though, that it's just him and Drake underneath that tent and Cantrell and John Shorter not there. Yep. That is weird. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I have no idea. I have zero information on that team. Yeah, so do I. Um, I would have thought that they would have gone at least outdoors with John Short. Dude, Pierce Brown, 2310. The 10 was pretty good. The 10 was all right. I don't... Well, I think, once again, just there was so much going on in that first moto. And this is the kind of thing, though, that's like such parody. I mean, okay, so we go to the top 10 for the for the 250 class, and we'll get to 450s because that's a whole other animal. But you go to the top 10, any of those dudes, you could see in pretty much any position in the top 10, and it wouldn't shock you. I mean, granted, we're probably not looking at guys like Schmoda winning a moto. We're probably not looking at... Uh, at like Moseman, even though he finished fourth, he doesn't jump off the page. It's like, oh, he could win a moto. Mm. But I mean, you look at any of those dudes in the top ten, and the way everything mixes up, you could see any of them on the box over well, the overall. See, I think that that's <clears throat> going to be your top ten. But then, if you want to talk about, you know, you have Schmoda in there, you have Thrasher, Fry could get in there for a little bit. You know, Pr- Brown can have good races. But I mean, that's the thing is, is that top ten 
that's pretty much going to be the top 10 most of the year. It's just going to be flip-flopping the yeah. whole entire time. And that's the thing is... is Which that, will make it interesting. Oh, it's going to make it crazy. I just... I don't really know, with that being said, if J-Mart... If this J-Mart shows up every round because he knows how to win championships... Yeah. With that being said about the flip-floppingness, I don't see any of those dudes being able to be... Consi- because that's the thing. We talk about Jet. We talk about J-Mart. We talk about Hunter. But, like... Fortner, for example, he's doing what he's doing. He could go out and win a race and then get tenth the next moto. Jmart, unless his bike grenades, if we're if we're having a conversation, can you really see Jmart getting tenth in any moto this year? Unless his bike grenades or he just <sighs> ragdolls him? Because I honestly, and this, and people call me a Jmart homer. There's no way you can sit there and tell me that speed for speed, Jmart is just going to be tenth on any given day. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not going to be tenth on any given day. Yeah, I can't I can't argue that. that and he's hard. not going to have a Joe Schmo today. He's not going to have yep. a McAdoo day. He's not going to go from first to twelfth because he faded. Yeah, if he's, which we think now, if his his shoulder injury and his wrist injury is good, whereas all these other guys, I can see them doing that all year. Yeah. I can't see J Mart just being like, oh, I'm first one moto, and then the next moto I'm just eighth because I'm eighth. Yeah, like what has J Mart ever just been eighth? He's never even his first year on that Geico bike where it was not good, but he still got second in the points to Zacco. Was he ever just an eighth place guy? Yeah, he's never even as a rookie. Jmart was just never an eighth place guy. He's like the one dude, I guess, in the top ten that it's hard to see him off the box, really. Which is unless why he ragdolls or something. Which is once again, yep. Yeah, we're having an conversation. That's why is it? It's hard to pick against him against for a title. Is. It is. So, but every every other one, it's like yeah, you could see him win a moto and then have eighth and, and then just be eighth place Exa- the next moto. exactly. Like, whereas with Jamar, you just you're like, you really got to have the conversation with yourself. Can you really just see him being eighth one moto? Yeah. Like Jamar, speed wise, has never just been an eighth place guy mm-hmm. ever in his entire life. Yeah. Has he just been an eighth place guy? Which once again, it's not like we think Jet or Hunter are just going to be eighth one day, but it's like you could see them being eighth because oh, they just ragged out themselves into the ground doing yeah. something stupid. Whereas Jamar. Let's be real. Jmart is really not going to do something stupid. No. If he's running third and he's just like, well, I'm third today, well, I'm just going to take third. Yeah. Which is why it's so hard to bet against him if he is 100% healthy. And that's just that. That's the thing is, is yeah. like, you, you can, everybody can be fans of all these other guys, but you got to have the honest conversation with yourself. He's not going to just be an eighth place guy anytime, ever. Where, like I said, all these other dudes, you know that they're just bound to have a bad moto. Yeah, but we pretty much called that coming in. I mean, everyone, and this isn't just us, it's all the other talking heads in the industry, too, <clears throat> I think said that, like, J-Mart is the guy to beat. Yeah, you know, well, he's won two of these. Because he's the guy that's done this. He should so. be on a 450 factory team by now, but he's been hurt. Yep. He There's a reason why J-Mart is such a hot commodity in the industry. Because when everything is on for him, he's one of the fastest fucking dudes riding a dirt bike in the world. Short fuck. <laughs> Midget son of a bitch. <laughs> you little troll. <laughs> so, it's never coming on the show now. I know. Which sucks. Because We're just I, eliminating people left wh- and right. Which we can't go to Unadilla. <laughs> now J-Mart's not coming on. I love J-Mart, to be honest with you. He's one of my favorite dudes. Uh, so if we're on agreement with Mosman, the biggest disappointment has got to be Colt Nichols, right? For a 250 class? Yeah. Right? Or is it McAdoo? I'm going with Alex Martin. Really? Bro, I didn't think he'd win. <laughs> I don't okay, think we're not there. He's gonna win, but bro, nineteen sixteen for eighteen overall is pretty fucking bad from <laughs> another wily veteran in the two fifty. He's been riding that four fifty too much, dude. It was bad. It, it was, was bad. fucking bad. 
Yeah, bro. Like, like I don't like didn't to hit... hear anything about him all no. day. No, and his lap times were off. There was at one yeah. point I think he was like 18th fastest. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you can't even muster up a top 10 lap it's time. It's not good. If <laughs> that was bad, I don't like to hit the panic button. You know, I'm not that guy. But I'm if he does post... this again at Thunder Valley, but I'm comment. I'm commenting on the Troll Train vlog. The panic button. The panic button is out, just bro. Just over and over and it's over just, again. Brrr, I broke it. Panic button. Shit. Uh, yeah, no, that wasn't good. That was bad. I would say that that was the most shocking, but I still would have to say that Colt Nichols probably would be my yeah. disappointing because yeah. I at least thought he would be top 10 both motos. Yeah, but still, I mean, we could go back to the same thing. Supercross hangover. I mean, and McAdoo doing McAdoo things is oh why, my I God. why I won't pick him. Oh and now God. we don't even know if we he's 100%. Know. Yeah, we don't even know what the hell's going on. We'll find out this week. Could you imagine if that team just slowly like just starts decimating itself? And of all people, Fortner's the only last one standing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, if something happens to Shimoda and Mac Which is the out, last person in the class you would think would have a crash. Hamaker gets Epstein Barr again. <laughs> Could you imagine the guy that crashes and gets hurt more than anybody oh is the God. last guy standing? Hey, man, we started the year with five guys. We have one now. It's Austin Forkner. <laughs> it's Austin fucking Forkner. Well, let's not even go to the race because fuck, he's going to lawn dart himself at some point. What happens if he just doesn't, though? Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> what happens if he just what happens if he just doesn't crash? the? I mean, he's already crashed, but I mean having a Forkner crash. What Probably if he just shit myself at the last round just going, he didn't crash all year. He didn't have a Forkner moment. You know what? I'd be like, Austin, we're just riding outdoors now. We're never riding Supercross ever again. <laughs> never, ever, You're ever, an outdoor-only guy now. Oh, my God. That is just... Um, okay, let's scroll through here. Anybody? I mean, so, okay. So, basically, the top 10 we think is going to be the top 10 most of the year. 11th through 20th, I think, is probably pretty close. I mean, did we have any... I mean, I guess... <sighs> I don't like to call Marsh Banks a privateer, even though it's not a factory effort. Like, who... I don't think we really had any privateers jump up there at all. I mean, Ty Masterpool was in there, but he crashed. Yeah. His speed was pretty good the first moto. I don't know what happened the second moto. Um, did we have any privateers even sniff the top 20 during a moto? I mean, if you want to call the, uh, you know, Schwartz or... Matt, Ty Masterpool was 21st at 1724. Yeah. Schwartz isn't really... Verizzi. Twenty-two, nineteen. That's not bad. Max Miller Max was in the Miller, top twenty-five. Twenty-six, twenty. Ah, Carson Mumford was. What was he? The second moto. He had a better uh, second he moto. He was twenty-seven, fifteen. Okay. Which I didn't even. I didn't think really of. call him a privateer. Yeah, he's I was got about a to team. Say. And he wasn't even. He may not to. make a lot of money, but he's got a team. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Verizzi, twenty-two, nineteen. Max Miller, twenty-six, so twenty. So not really. Drake, twenty, twenty-two. Alves, twenty-four, twenty-one. Yeah. Stop me if you want to talk about any of these. No, dudes. no, we're good. We're good. You, you use. Uselman, I don't know who the fuck that TJ is. TJ Uselman, yeah, yeah, thirty twenty-seven. Not Lesler. Tyson, not Tyson Johnson. Shut up, man. Hey, did you see Lane Shaw got in there because Tyson Johnson didn't start the second moto, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna hit up Tyson Johnson, and be like, bro, you want to come on the podcast because I got some questions for you. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Blake Hogue, thirty-five thirty-eight. Yep, Jorge Rubal. Yeah, now nah, we're good. We're good. Jesse Flock. No, we're good. Uh, Jesse Flock, I thought, would have a better day, but I think he went down a lot. Harrington. Nope. Uh, Prubella. Chris, Chris Prebula from Michigan, 25th, the second moto. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, from Petersburg, Michigan. Yep, hmm. not bad. Local guy. Yep. Stank Dog, tw- 30th fucking overall, terrible. 28, 33. Jerry, Jerry fucking Robin. Whatever. 2139. <laughs> Doing Jerry Robin things. Jerry all right. Robin Anything things. else with 250s before we move on to 450s here? Nah, we're good. Okay, all right. So we're moving on. 450s here. 
I don't really have a lot of stuff outside of the race to talk about tonight either. No. I try. I mean, I, I thought I was going to get into it with Davy Coombs yesterday over the helmet camera. Well, gonna, well we, I mean, I bet that, that Cooksey's going to say something. You're gonna that didn't up. happen. Yeah. yeah. I'm not very fired up about anything this week. The show, the numbers will be way down. Maybe. I'm not, not fired up. I'm not yelling in the microphone. No, nah, we good. But whatever. All right. So 450s here. <sighs> Frenchie got her fucking done. I fucking love it. Dylon. Dylon. Whoa, don't shout in the mic. Dude. Sorry. I just turned down that one. Dylon. Dude. Dylon Florendos. 1-3. Looking good. Looked good. And I Fast. completely 100% disagree with Jason Thomas's oh boy, here we theory go. <laughs> about why all oh, the star guys ride Paul all the time. So does everybody else, man. Shut up. Like, shut up. I don't know if he has a thing against Frenchie, but like, shut up. Like, I understand we don't want to draw a lot of conclusions after the first round, and that's smart. All of us that have been around this long enough know it's like the first round in Supercross. You can't draw a lot of conclusions. I feel like we're all doing very well at not drawing a lot of conclusions for this one. But contrary to before, yeah. we all drew a lot of conclusions from all of them, even though we said we shouldn't. But anyway, go ahead. But the thing is, is like Jason Thomas came out and said on the, the review show for the that other podcast uh, that the star guys ride Paul all the time. So does everybody else. Like, But everybody says that. Yeah. So that's the thing. Everybody, AC rides there all the time. Like, what happened? Yeah. So, like, everybody rides there all the fucking time. Cooper Webb rides there. Marv rides there. I, I mean, know who doesn't ride there all the time. Lapino. <laughs> he doesn't ride there very often. God, I wish they could have got that on TV. Because oh coming from a guy that knows about the GPs and follows them really hard, I've always known what Lapino's voice sounds like. And every time you hear it, you just got to giggle a little bit. That track bit. was unsafe. <laughs> nice dude nice dude sounds like a nice guy he is a nice guy but uh yeah that voice when i heard that on the post-race uh interviews i was like holy shit justin was right <laughs> that was loud oh but wow yeah. but uh no um i'm not i'm like i told you when i first got here when we started talking about this like am i saying oh after going one three that frenchie's all of a sudden gonna win the title no i'm not gonna say that's the first round but let's all have an honest conversation with ourselves there's no fucking way anybody called that he was gonna go one three and looked so in control. There was not really a moment yesterday where I go, oh, shit, let's go. Dylan Ferrandis of the rookie years came out to play a little bit today, and he was getting sketch. Like, he looked solid the whole entire time. Yeah. And like I said, he didn't fade. He didn't get sketchy. He was calm anytime they were fr- – like, that second moto with him, Barsha, Osborne, everybody was kind of, you know, playing follow the leader for a little bit. Yeah. He waited for his moment. He pulled the trigger when he could. Dylan, that's the reason why, for me, that everybody, I said this at the beginning before Supercross, Frenchie is on my radar. Like, he is the guy that I think could make the next step. And it's why I made the comment when we did the free preview show with, why can't Frenchie do what AC did last year? They pretty much have had similar careers the last couple of years, except for he got the two Supercross titles, AC didn't. But when they were rookies, or when they were battling for the 250 championship, they were so fucking close, it wasn't even funny. Yeah. Why couldn't he do the exact same thing AC did his rookie year? Come out, struggle a little bit at the beginning of the year, get an understanding of what it's like to ride at that pace, using your brain a little bit more instead of just hanging it out, get some auto wins, build, have some other tough moments. Like, why couldn't he do that? Well, he just went out and shocked the world and went 1-3, got the overall, and looked awesome doing it. Yeah. So it's like, no, is he all of a sudden the championship favorite? No, I don't really know if there's an actual favorite anymore in this, in this 450 class. No. I just don't think so. There's there's too much going on, but he looked fucking good, and he did it in a way that, once again, we always talk about with Ryan Dungey. 
can you win championships and doing it in a sustainable way? The way he rode, he can do that every round. And his starts were good, which is not the norm for no. him. So it's like, so, so hypothetical. If Frenchie gets a start like that every moto this year, which we know he won't, nobody's going to get starts like that. But say he's around the top five every time this year. Are you going to sit there and go, well, there's no fucking way he's going to win this moto now? No. Like if if I come to you at the if I come to you and I came from the future and I said Dylan Ferrandis is going to be top five every moto off the start and he's not going to crash in a moto. What do you say he's probably going to do in that moto? He gets top five every moto start and he does it and he never crashes. Yeah, I mean he's going to be in the top five. Yeah, he's not going to fade. I don't think so. so. That's the thi- so that's the thing though is is like is it really hard to believe that even though it's only two motos that he couldn't win this championship? I mean, it's not completely outside the box. I'm still concerned with him ragdolling. I mean, we've seen him ragdoll before. Yeah, we have, of course. So I'm still concerned about that. But but the guy it looked that looked solid yesterday. But the guy that we picked to win the championship fucking ragdolled himself in the first moto, and now we don't even know what's wrong with him. Yeah. Chris Betts said that it was just arm pump, but like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Chris Betts also started going 24 <laughs> five laps into the first moto. Are so. you, as being an AC guy, are you a little nervous after that? Because let's be honest, bro, that second moto. That second moto did not look good. That was not good. And even I'm the not fir- putting, I'm not putting major speculation or major points either way into anything at this point. If he's hurt, though. If, I mean, if he's hurt, then, you know, we have issues. But all I'm saying is, and I said this when we got here. He still did simple AC things that he always did that for. Bro, you had seven seconds within the first 10 minutes. Calm down. God, he was fast. Why do you need to keep pushing it? God, he you, was fast. He was. And so he was looking fast. amazing doing it. And then he made the mistake. And there was a rock there. He, and he, the way he crashed, he's kind of done that before. He did in the Supercross. He leaned in just a little bit too hard and kept yeah. leaning in through the rut when the rut straightened out and there's no more rut there. He did that in Supercross a couple years ago, coming out of a wall, leaning in. <laughs> Bro, we're still leaning in, going up the face. It's not a, it's not a right-handed face. It's a face. Like, yeah. So, I mean, he looked great, but it's once again, why are you not backing it down, bro? You don't need to go two seconds faster than everybody every lap, which is why, once again, even though I picked him to win the championship, everybody's healthy. Why I was hesitant about the whole thing. Look, bro, it's checkers or wreckers, okay? But that's not going to win championships, though. That's the thing. That's all right. Stu didn't win a lot of championships either. <laughs> exactly. So he should have won a bunch more. And he's the most talked about guy in motocross, know, period. So, um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm not hitting the panic button for anyone, like I said. But that was not a good look for him. Because even when he got up, the pack was right there. It was like, what, six seconds to first when he went down? Yeah. And then he just dropped anchor. It just kept going backwards. It's not. It's not good. And if that. And if that shoulder or collarbone or whatever his issue is, mm-hmm. if if it's if he re hurt it, he's automatically like not even close for a championship. I know it's not going to happen. And I want to argue with you so bad, but I just can't because it wasn't a good look and it wasn't fucking cool. And I mean, dude, he's not even top knows. ten in points. He's not even top ten in points right no, now. No, we are currently eleventh. What What did he score for points? He went seven twelve for eleventh overall. Did it say how many points he earned? No. And I'm not doing that math in my head. Well, it's under, it's under 25 or 26, I think, right? <sighs> I don't know, man. It, that, was, that was not great. It was not so great. So Frenchie got 45 points. Yeah. For, 20, for first and a third. Yeah, he's, if, he, if he's down 20 points after the first round. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if there's as much yo-yo effect going on in this division, is this class as we think there's going to be. But again, okay, you've got... Let's say the top 13 dudes there. Yeah. 
could flip flop any which direction. No one would be surprised. If I'm going to be, what did Ch- what did Sexton end up overall? Sexton ended up fifth, going two ten. Like, dude, that should tell you everything you need to know right there. So realistically, two ten. Wow, his second moto, he went fifth down. overall. His, yeah, he went down in and the he first corner. Like, yeah, thirty ninth. Yeah. yeah. So realistically, right now, even though as much as we think the flip flopping is going, so it went Frenchie, Kenny, AP. Who was fourth overall? Barsha. Barsha, Sexton, who was sixth? Ando. Okay. So realistically right now, in my opinion, with what happened yesterday, because we talked about we had more questions than answers, I think we got some questions answered yesterday with certain guys. With the way we think this season's going to go, like I said, same thing with the 250, I don't think you're going to be able to get eighth eighth in a moto because now it's not even going to be over. It's going to be literally how many points are you going to score every moment? And I know that's okay. Like, well, but, that's- le- but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's say Frenchie goes out, ragdolls in the first corner like Sexton did. Okay, okay? which could happen very easily. Yes. We see it all the time. Yep. Comes back, gets tenth. Okay. Okay. Let's yep. just Same say he rides his way back to, back to tenth. Yep. Would that surprise you? That he crashed or that he got to tenth? Either or. No. Like because okay. I think that him and Sexton are pretty much close. So to, the same to me, like you're. This is something I'll argue with you with. You're kind of drawing a conclusion of like, man, I don't think he can get eighth. But, dude, let me let me just read you these names here. Yep. Tell me if any of them strike you as, oh, my God, they would never get a podium. Anderson, Marvin, Webb, Tomac, Osborne. Well, with any the- of those strike you, if any of the any of those strike you as if they got a podium, you would be like, holy fucking shit. I can't believe well, that. Well, Zacco has got a lot of issues right now. So I'll be really surprised if he gets a podium this year. Well, I just want to let you know that was seven, eight, nine, and ten from yesterday. Well, that's so see, that's what I'm saying is like there's there's so much flip flopping. I think we're gonna see. I'm gonna be honest with you though, and with starts that it's like I'm gonna be honest with you though. The thing is, Zacho, I think you have to take him out of it because he that back is a lot worse. He can say that he's fine. He's not fine. That back is dead. Yeah, I don't it's know. a dead. It's like a dead leg. That thing is dead. Yeah. So he's gonna have a lot of issues, and I'm gonna be honest with you. If that's how the rest, if his season, I know he's not a quitter. So I think I've always said I don't like Zacho, but he's a bulldog. I'll give him credit. He doesn't quit. If that is the way he rides the rest of the season, it will not shock me if he pulls out before the end of the year. Maybe because yeah. it's gonna get re- it's gonna get worse as we go to the East Coast. Yeah. Uh so take him out of it. So you then you got Marv, Coop, and uh, Eli. Yep. With the way Marv and Eli rode yesterday. It will shock me if they're that much better the rest of the year. And I hate saying that because I think Marv I think Marv can have a good year. Dude, they did nothing yesterday that I'm like, no, well, you know, it was just the first round. Bro, they were just eighth and ninth place guys. Mm-hmm. They were not even – and you could say that whole pack, but that's the thing, though, is, is that their starts were shit, their speed wasn't there, and then when they got closed the gap on the traffic, like when they closed up to that pack, they weren't – they weren't searching out lines. They literally were taking the, the same lines lap after lap after yeah. lap. I'm going to be real. Like I said, I'm going to be real honest. If Marv or Eli win a moto this year, it's going to shock me. And I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit. I was just but, about to go there. But, the thing, but, the, <laughs> but you know what I'm kind of getting at is the way they rode. What, what did they do yesterday that you could go, well, it was just the first round? I mean, I'm not going to say with yesterday. Like if, with you, e- if you looked at it in a vacuum of just yesterday, you're like, holy shit, this is bad. If you look at it overall, which but I think we e- have to. Even though last year Eli didn't look like he was just a ninth place guy. No, nah, but he still won motos, didn't he? Yeah, but that's the thing, though. He was not good yet. And I, this sounds stupid because it's like, oh, he's ninth place. That's fucking amazing. But we're talking about Eli Tomac. 
If you just take you talk about being in a vacuum, if you just take your what you know about the sport of motocross, what Eli Tomac has done, what this year is, and you just look at the way Eli rode yesterday, what would give you any indication that that guy could be any better? Because if you would have told me, okay, he got ninth, but his fastest lap of the day was second fastest, you'd be like, well, he just couldn't work his way through traffic, but his lap time was there. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was not the case, dude. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have anything that bad last year because he was he went last year three sixteen, which sixteen was when he had that double DNF. So let's take that out Sit, of it. Then he, so he went three sixteen one six five five three one one exactly or one two. Sorry, exactly. In a lot of those races, even though when he was not riding the Eli Tomac standards, he was still putting in some of the fastest laps of the moto. Yeah. Dude, but, yesterday, yesterday. But let me count. Let me let me counteract your point too to that same thing. <clears throat> Last year, he won Thunder Valley. So what happens if he goes and does this again at Thunder Valley? Well, I mean, are you going to sit there and go, "Well, yeah, I can." Just, I just, I like to again though. It just brings back to my point of I don't think anyone in the top twelve here because Craig was twelfth. Craig, to me, like he did good, but I'm not looking at him as anything. I don't, I don't think any of these dudes in the top twelve are out of it, out of it yet. Like if I was, like if I, if this is this is Sunday that we're doing the show, but if we're doing overreaction Monday, <laughs> and I know sports stick and ball sports like to do that, but if we're just having a fun, a little bit of fun with this conversation, if we're doing overreaction Monday, and you were to ask me who do I think are the favorites to win the championship right now, you know who I'd honestly say? I would say Dylan Ferrandis, Aaron Plessinger, Justin Barsha. And you know why I say Justin Barsha? Because he looked like the fastest dude on the track both motos. He did. He did. And Man, I know that, that was wild yesterday. But the thing, though, is is he was the <clears> only <throat> guy that was really moving forward. Yeah. Dude, the move that he made on Kenny where he just went inside out and sawed off his front end. <laughs> but I don't think ever actually made contact. No. No, he didn't. And then his move on AC. Like, yeah. dude, there was nobody else doing it. See, that's, this class is so close. I, when I analyze stuff. I look for those moments. But again, Barsha was feeling it yesterday, man. I mean, you could tell who did he pass, and then he goes over that tabletop, and he's upside down over the tabletop. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I can't remember. It, dude, it was in the second moto. I mean, dude, he he was a wild man. And but then the there thing was, is, but then there were a couple times he gets cattywampus, his yep. feet are off the pegs, and you're like, holy fucking shit, he's gonna die. But and, he still, what was it? Well, he went three what? Uh, he went three six. Okay, so three six. But he still looked like one of the fastest dudes on the track. Usually when he's had those moments in the last couple of years, he's been only able to do it for one moment. So that sixth overall is not a good representation of how fast he was actually going. Yeah. So that's the thing is, if you were to ask me right now, who are my three picks on this overreaction Sunday? It's Aaron, it's Aaron Plessinger, Dylan Ferrandez, and Justin Barsha. I would say Sexton, but like I said, because of that 10th place, I think that even though he's fifth in the points, the points difference, it's going to be hard. See, I think... Barsha, I still got to wait till like midseason to see where he's at. Yeah, I mean, I understand I, that. I got to see. I got to see some more solidness come yes. out of him. But the thing is, is that I just, I, I don't see how you're going to be able to have any bad mo, like Sexton, like I said, with that tenth. But what's a bad moto? Well, I like I said, it, I shouldn't say bad motos because all these dudes are fucking gnarly. I'm just saying, you say, a, you is, say a the bad tenth moto. is not good though. The tenth is not good. God, see, I but think, see, he counteracted that with getting a second. I think if you're in the top ten all the time, I think you're. I think you're going to be in it by the end of the year. There's just so many dudes, so many dudes. Now, don't get me wrong. We probably will get to midseason, and it'll probably play out like normal. You'll have a few guys where the cream's rising to the top, 
you know, and everybody else will just kind of be floating around in the rest of the top 10. But for right now, man, from what I saw yesterday and what we know from previous race history and what we think will happen because we've seen these dudes ride outdoors. Oh, I thought the camera shut yeah. off for a second. Um, I think that if you're in the top 10, you're good. Yeah, I mean, I just I think it's going to be hard because there's going to be so much flip-flopping that you're going to be able to have a bad moto and win, win the title this year. I think that you're still going to... The guy who wins the title, I don't think is going to be able to have a 10th or an 11th place moto because of the fact that there's so many guys going... There's so much flip-flopping around, so the points are going to be going so up and down from that 5 to 10 area. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get lumped into that because one weekend, who's ever in 5th could be ninth the next weekend. But if you're still sitting around that eighth spot, like you don't know that guy who got who's ninth now, he can go out and win the fucking moto the next weekend. Yeah. So now all of a sudden he just jumped you with however many points. But, that, but that's what I'm saying, man. Is like you're you're trying to draw like a hard line conclusion here of like that someone's gonna be that consistent. Yeah, I don't, and I don't and think I, they and are. And I'm saying, and I'm sitting here saying, saying I'm saying and thinking what you're saying. Yeah. Because you're like saying one thing and you're like meaning another. Yeah. Where it's like. You're saying that, like, oh, man, you're not going to be able to have this bad moto. Oh, man, everybody's going to have these bad, mo- quote-unquote, bad motos where they're in the top ten. And I'm like, dude, I think this is going to be great because, okay, you've got say, – say you've got, like, Sexton, okay, from this week here. So he goes – so he goes uh, – shit, just lost it. Uh, so he goes – 210. 10 yeah. okay, and he's fifth overall. He goes 2-2 yeah. at Thunder Valley, and all of a sudden now he's third in points. Okay, well – now that bad moto doesn't seem to fucking matter because then say you have fucking AP goes instead of four two say he goes two ten all right I mean dude you're gonna you're gonna see mix ups like this I think shit's gonna move around like I said I also where I think we're gonna have a lot of parity I also think that at, by the time we get to the sixth round so what's the sixth round uh so it goes Southwick no so Thunder Valley High Point Redbud Southwick Millville. So by the time we get to Millville, I think you're going to see the cream start to rise to the top. You're going to have a few dudes at the top that are being more consistent. But again, what's more consistent? Is it top five? I think you're going to have to... Consistent in the past was you had to win. I think that you're going to have to be in the top five more often than not to win this title. I would agree with that. Where in years past, you could win a bunch of motos and get a seventh. Yes. So right now, out of the top ten, before we go on to a couple different people, before we bring Cooksey on, out of the top ten yesterday, give me three people in this overreaction Sunday, three people that after the first round that you could be like, oh, I could see them in top three in points. Not one. Don't give me one through three. Just give me three guys. And then three other people that have no chance in hell on this overreaction Sunday. So three people that what? Three people out of the top ten yesterday in in the overall. Give me three guys that you could see at the end of the year being one, two, three in points. You don't have to give me an order. Just three guys. And then give me three guys that you think there's no fucking chance in hell. Overreaction uh, Sunday. So top three in points, but you don't have to give me one through three. Yeah, just yeah, give yeah. me three guys. Just the three guys I could see top three. Yep. Justin Barsha. Okay. Dylan Ferrandez. Okay. Chase Sexton. Okay. So give me three guys now out of that top ten. Take them out that have no chance in hell after the way they rode yesterday. Jason Anderson. Okay. Cooper Webb. Okay. Zach Osborne. So you don't. So you think Eli Tomac and Marv, even though you don't see them top three, would have a possibility than those other three? <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, Tomac's just such a I don't know. Okay, so so out of those three, we kind of know why with Zacho because, mm-hmm. like I said, I think even you being a Zacho fanatic realized that 
he's got some shit going on. He does. That yes. first moto, let's be honest, was wasn't great. It was bad. Wasn't and great. even the second moto, like he was a little bit better, but you could tell. So take him out of it. So why Cooper Webb? That wasn't outstanding yesterday. But has he ever really been great at the first round, though? What was the year he had the broken wrist in the 250 class? Came out <laughs> and still fucking. Yeah. I mean, like you just you're looking for that, and a five eleven is not what you're is seeing. It, there wasn't any. The five was good though, but the is it five because was he was okay. winning and then he went to fifth. I was gonna say the five was okay, but that was a really really good start, and he faded to fifth. Okay, there wasn't. He didn't charge forward to fifth. He faded to fifth, and then the second one again. He just kept going backwards. Okay. so He didn't look good. There were people late in the motos passing him, which, again, you don't see that in Supercross with him. Yep. He, you see that bulldog mentality. So I don't have a ton of confidence that he his heart is in it. So and Jason Anderson is just because he's so inconsistent? Anderson outdoors is just a... Because he was good that second moto. <sighs> is it just because he's super inconsistent? Yeah. He, okay. he just He's like a fucking roller coaster, man. All right, so my three, you obviously know my three for the title. It would be Aaron Plessinger, Dylan Ferrandez, and uh, Justin Barsha. Yep. My three that there's no chance in hell, <laughs> the three guys that have been in it almost every year other than last year, Eli Tomac, Marvin Muscant, Ken Roxon. Eli and Marv, like I said, because I just didn't see anything out of him. I didn't see the normal Eli Tomac and Marvin Muscant. But Kenny? Man, you're that far off on Kenny? Yeah, you want to know why? Okay. Because I understand he's talking about, oh, they were five seconds a lap faster than me. Oh, they this. He won the second moto. I don't, I don't buy into that shit because, the what was it, 2019 after the 2018 season wasn't really great. Yeah. He went out and did what he did at Hangtown, that first moto, when he annihilated everybody. So him saying that, oh, my heart wasn't in it, oh, or not my heart wasn't in it. I didn't think I had the speed. I didn't know what to expect. He did the same fucking thing in 2019. And then the rest of that season was good. Yeah. But look what happened when we got to the hot races that year. Yeah. He got obliterated. I mean, now, again, I understand we, we don't have an Eli Tomac and a Marvin Muscan like that this year after the way no, they rode. No, you have an Adam C. and Cirilla, a Dylan Ferrandez, and a, a Chase, Chase Sexton. Sexton uh, a rejuvenated Aaron Plessinger. An yeah. Okay, uh, you know, an okay whatever's going to happen with Justin Barsha, whatever. So I understand we don't have those guys that are going to be there week in and week out, at least that we think. But the thing is, is that... I don't buy into this, oh, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Dude, you didn't know what to expect going into 2019 because, let's be real, his 2018 outdoor season was not great. Yeah. And then he went out and did what he did at Hangtown, and then he backed it up at Thunder Valley. Well, I think we have a kind of an understanding of where Kenny is now with all of his injuries and where he is at mentally. And I just think that even though he won that first moto, I think if he gets into any adversity at all Mm -hmm. this year outdoors, He's going to do what he did that first moto and just be another guy. I, I want to get through high point with him and see. Because like I said, if he comes out, wins another couple of motos between now and high point, yeah. uh, my my perception of what the hell is going to happen is going to change a lot. I need to see a hot race first. Because if you if you have a Ken Roxon that is, oh, man, I'm way far off. And just the way he sounds, not into it, and he's not into it, is still doing shit like that. But do you think, though, that going he's... Going 6-1 for second overall? I mean... But do you think, though, that with the way that he now knows that everybody dealing with Cooper Webb through two, three... Well, three... Well, yeah, three seasons now in Supercross, knowing that the mind games are a thing now, do you think that he kind of said that as a mind game thing? Maybe. Because right. I think that he's realizing he can't be the nice guy Ken Roxon anymore. I mean, maybe, but dude, 
there's a difference between playing mind games and following up with it. And I mean, but the first winning mo- a moto. <laughs> but the first moto, though, what, what what happened that first moto? He had adversity and he didn't do anything. I'm, the second moto, he rips a holy and he. he I get- mean, again, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to crash in the first corner and come back and win the goddamn race. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody's going to do that anymore. There are too many good dudes in yeah. both classes to do that, okay? Yep. And there's no one that is clearly cut that fast, in my opinion, in either class. No. But. This isn't a 2017 or 2018. But again, if he still gets decent starts and sticks right around that five to seven area on his bad motos, I mean, dude, he's he's going to be right in his on the box. The other ones, he's going to be right in it at the end. I just think that. Taking nothing away from the way he rode that second moto. He rode great. Aaron Plessinger was breathing down his neck. Dude, they put time oh, I know on they did. everyone. I know they did. Um, I know AP was close there at the end, like a couple yeah. of seconds. But, dude, they were 20 seconds up on Barsha in third. I just think that if Frenchie is latched onto him or AC is latched onto him or Sexton yeah. even is latched onto him and they're pressuring him at all this year, I want to be real honest with you. I think he folds like a cheap suit. And this is coming from one of the biggest Kenny supporters there is. I just think the days of him dominating are over with. And like I said, I got to wait till we get to a hot round. Yeah. Because I still don't, I don't think that he can, we, we know what he did the last time he rode outdoors when it got hot. Mm-hmm. He folded bad. What, there's, no, there's no indication that that's going to be any better now, two years later. Yeah. With even more shit that he's had to go through. So we get to high point where it's probably going to be in the mid-90s. Humidity is going to be through the roof. I think that whatever he gets at high point, I think that it's going to be how Ken Roxon's year is going to go outdoors. I just, as much as I love Kenny, I, I can't buy any. That's the one thing I can't buy into is that first place, that second moto. Because there were guys that were clearly, if they would have got a start with him, that yeah. were faster than him. Hmm. A Barsha, an AC, a Sexton, a yeah. Ferendus. Those guys, I just don't believe that if Barsha's hounding him for 35 minutes, he's going to be able to take it. I just don't. I don't know, man. And know. we know how he is with if somebody gets aggressive with him. I mean, here's the thing. We talk about, okay, if they got to start with him. But, dude, I mean, Barsha was fucking but a was long on, ways back. But they were also coming from a ways back, though. Those guys yeah. were in, like, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th at the beginning of the first lap, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. And you don't it's think just that Chase the, Sexton could have, if, if Sexton got to start with him, wouldn't have been able to get around him? Again, maybe, man. But, man, they put a lot of time on third place. I just think with the way that track was breaking down and the way Kenny rides the bike, I think that that was the perfect storm for him. Okay. Because you're talking about a guy that is so fluid and knows how to hop and skip over stuff and not load up the suspension really hard. That was a perfect storm for him. But once again, look at that first moto. He was no, like, dude, he was going backwards quick. Yeah. Like, his speed was not there. We're, I just, I, I can't draw a conclusion the way he, way he wrote. Now, Aaron Plessinger, I can draw more of a conclusion because that's the Aaron Plessinger that we've expected to see the last yeah. couple of years. And he rode phenomenal. So do we want to talk about his career suicide moving to KTM now or... <laughs> I those mean, Yama- those Yamahas look pretty good, don't they? The more the more he rides that Yamaha, and the better he looks, it's like, dude, you're stupid. Like it better have been a shit ton more money to go to KTM. Yeah, because I definitely don't think it was a falling out with the star manager. I don't think it's. I don't think he went for a shit ton more money either, which is why I think it's really stupid. I think that that KTM is. I think that if we would have had this conversation before the move to star, I think that I'd be like, oh, yeah, fucking get off that blue turn. Yep. But now that we realize that whatever star the, the techs over there and the engineers have got going on with that bike, they've clearly been able to figure it out. Yeah. It doesn't out. And that bike looks like what James Stewart rode before they went to the new generation chassis and motor. Yep. Do you also hear, though, that them talking, Toolman Dan talking about how they're going to reverse the motor back and put the intake back 
where it yeah, used to be. Yeah, I did, on the 450. I'm yeah. going to be really curious to see if they move the frame geometry around for that. But I don't know. I mean, dude, the thing is, is these all these fucking four factory 450s are so fucking good. Like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, other than take out the Suzuki, like, if you're going from Honda to Kawasaki, like, let's be real. It's not about the bike anymore. It's about are you getting along with the people around you? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, if he gets third in point, if he gets top three in points, I'm gonna go. Well, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Not like the KTM is bad. We just know it's a is is Ian and Roger gonna be able to let him be a dude? He didn't even know that he got third in the podium when he was on the interview. He's like, yeah, I have no idea what I did. I get third, yeah, and then uh, Will was like, yeah, you got you got third overall. He's like, oh, that's cool, awesome, sweet, Sick. thanks, sweet. Couldn't talk. Fucking fumble, fumble, fucking with the mic. I mean. This is the AP that I wanted to see, and I always told people after that 2018 championship, this is the guy, because I think we need more guys like Aaron Plessinger in the sport, oh, guys yeah. that are not afraid to tr- show who they really are. He is country hillbilly boy. There is some stuff coming with that. Did you did So you brought up Gypsy Tales earlier. Yeah. Did you listen to that whole thing, or did you just listen to sound bites? I listened to some of the sound bites. I've been meaning to listen to the whole podcast, but I haven't had time. So... Jace is getting real hard on this whole walk-in thing that like Nichols and Bogle were doing a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, he's getting real hard on putting something together to do that for anybody who wants to do it. Basically. Wait, what do you, wait a minute. What do you mean? So like, you know, Bogle and, uh, and Nichols. Well, I know Colt's story was star. Yeah. Well, they would get dressed up, you know, and do their walk-in oh, to the Supercross. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So Jace is getting real hard on doing this, but for anyone who wants to do it, like he's got a video and photographer guy over here. He knows obviously um, that he wants to put together and he wants to do this every single fucking round. Yeah. And he wants to, you know, open it up, like I said, to anybody. And he wants, he wants AP to walk in there with his fucking belt buckle and his cowboy boots and his cowboy hat and, you know, start saying, do it for Dale and whatever, you know, and, and really put faces out there for people to well, relate to these guys. Well, did you also hear the Daniel Blair talking about how getting the helmets off during? Oh entry? yeah, and I agree. Oh, with yeah, it. I really do. And you know, for me, you, I listened to that whole podcast, man. I yeah. think it was good. I I love DB. See, and you know, for me, being a guy, a hardcore guy, that I really don't pay attention to that stuff. But I real, we always talk about. Isn't it funny with Star? We always talk about these guys being robots. Yeah, I like to think Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Kawasaki, Fox, KMC, Wheels. <laughs> that Star Yamaha, other than take out Justin Cooper, hat. Just take the 450 team, and you can even add Mookie in that because he wrote for them Supercross. Four guys that are not afraid to show emotion. Aaron Plessinger, Dylan Ferrandez, Malcolm Stewart, Christian Craig. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I fucking love it. We need more guys like that. But all this, I don't know. I'm just, I love that Aaron Plessinger has finally been rejuvenated and finding his way because if this is the guy that we're going to see moving forward, this is the guy that we expected to come after that 2018 season. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I mean, he he's finally starting to show his potential. So, quick, biggest disappointment, biggest surprise of the 450s. Oh, Jesus Christ, hold on a second. Let me look up the results here. So my biggest surprise was Aaron. Was It was AP. I'll give it for that. And my biggest disappointment was probably, uh, I would have to say, Eli. Because even though I didn't expect a lot of him, I didn't expect him to finish what he did. All right. And I can't put Zacho in there because, like I said, he's dealing with a back thing, so there's no real point in bringing him up. All right, so my biggest surprise, I'll stick with you with the AP thing. Yep. Uh, biggest disappointment. You know, actually, my biggest disappointment was uh, was AC. 
man i thought we yeah. were i thought we were gonna get our shit together man and not yeah. not do ac things and like man the start of that i was on board with bets there 24 no baby like dude just oh yeah on the, on the fantasy show you're like oh yeah he's gonna go one one and that's why i was like Pfft. yeah okay dude here's what i'm saying here's what i'm saying you look at practice oh yeah okay Two he seconds was faster. three seconds faster than second place until the very end. Until Marv put it in. Yeah, yep. and, and Marv was the only one who even got close. And, dude, I'm here to tell you, three seconds is not a fucking joke there. You, yep. you know this as well as I do. Like, three seconds is just not like, oh, class. man, he's a half second. Like, he's yeah. just the guy feeling it today or he greased that corner or whatever. Three seconds is legit. Holy fucking shit, there's some balls out speed going on oh, there. Yeah. Um, then you go to the start of that first moto. I mean... Great start. Mm-hmm. Three laps in, he's putting two seconds a lap on people. Wouldn't it be? Didn't co- look out of control. Oh, no. You cannot tell me he looked no, out he of didn't. control he didn't at all. going that fucking no, fast. I, I will not disagree with you at all. He didn't. I mean, that legit he just was. didn't know when to back it down. <sighs> you see, you say that, and I'm just like, dude, he didn't look out of control, and then you just have something thing, stupid like that rock is, come up. Is that say if he's not trying to push the pace, once again, and I know that we're getting real intricate here. But he doesn't hit the rock that hard. The rear shock doesn't unload like it does. Yeah. And I know that that's stupid to say, well, oh, how can you? Trust me. These guys know pinpoint accuracy when it comes to that. Yeah. He could have backed it down to 75% and been fine. Yeah. Because he had such a big lead. And then he, because also the thing is, I don't know if he would have been able to sustain that speed for 35 minutes, though. Dude, when you're going that fast for that long, especially without, like, that is not. Now, maybe he would have built up enough of a gap where it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. We know AC's in shape. But once again, when you're pushing that hard, dude, he's gonna he would have at least been dog dead tired for the second moto. So that would have been my only thing is, oh yeah, maybe he still wins that first moto, but there's no way you can go that I mean, we've seen it with James Stewart. James could not we couldn't <laughs> do it. He just couldn't do it. And and AC is maybe gonna be the modern day James Stewart just without all the wins. Maybe. Super annihilating speed. But just doesn't know when to shut the hell up, shut off. I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but I am worried about that shoulder, collarbone, whatever it was. I'm worried about that. Because well, you can't just tell me he just pumped up. There's like, a lot of guys saying that. Whatever. Let's see if we can get some answers. Let's call the most controversial person in Moto Media right now. Hopefully we're there one day. I mean, <laughs> probably right. if anybody actually listened to us, I we probably be would be. controversial. I want people to hate us. What up, Yo, Chris Cooksey. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Yo, what's up, man? Welcome there to Moto go. Aftermath Show. Thanks for coming on, bud. What up? Dude. <laughs> what up, guys? Are we live right now? Yeah, you're on. Oh, yeah, yeah. We No, trust me. We go live right away. <laughs> We're in. We're on. You're going. <laughs> Good enough. Fair enough. So, what's up, man? We're just uh, we're sitting here talking about these uh, these 450 guys from the race yesterday. We're talking about AC doing AC things, man. That was oh, yeah. was that a gut punch Dude, to you too? Brutal. Yes, but I kind of knew when they said we ran the paddle tire in the first photo. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yes, we'll get a good start. Yes, we'll be up front. But if you if you guys ridden, have you guys ridden Paula and how that dirt kind of comes around? No, like no, it, we it have just, not done any of the out west tracks, man. Yeah, it's good for about five minutes with that paddle tire, and, and then it starts to get hardened. And as the guys go, and I was like, "That's a bad choice." As soon as he got <laughs> out front, I'm like, "Well, 
as long as he can keep it upright, and then I kind of felt like he kind of lost traction there or hit a rock or whatever he did, but you did that side slide, and that's when he ate shit going down that hill. And that was bad. It crashed. Like, I mean, I don't know if you, could, you guys could tell. It looked like his head had one of those big rocks, and that rock just kind of came out. Oh, he he hit the ground hard. Yeah, that was not that was not fun tumbling down that hill. And you could see, I don't know if you saw it um, on TV in the set. Like I think it was the second moto, that hill that he went off. They were talking about, oh, he hit a rock or whatever. And you could actually see the rock and the lip of that hill. Um, so I'm like, yeah, well, if he hit that, that makes sense that he went down because that thing was big enough to see on TV. So I don't know. Well, I'm sad about it. What? about that track too those guys are going so fast and TV didn't do justice where he was laying at you can barely lock up that thing it is so steep but look, like they built that thing on a rock quarry so while it looks really good out of the blue all of a sudden you'll just see a boulder pop up yeah it's really weird and kind of sketchy yeah yeah so oh man it was just it was a gut punch to me I'm an AC guy man AC doing AC things man <laughs> so yeah. well, yeah, I picked him to win the title. So, I think I think there was a lot of people out there that had him to win that title, man. Me and, even being not a big AC supporter, I picked him. Travis picked him. Our other Cole, uh, co-host Cole picked him when we had Coach on. Coach obviously picked him. We know you picked him on your guys' show. Like, I think everybody did, but a lot of us that are kind of like, eh, this is because I'm like, oh, well, AC's going to do AC things, and I'm watching them going, just back it down, dude. Just back it down 85%. You got like eight seconds and ten minutes in. Just calm down a little bit. Just take a breath. And he just, like, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah, it's 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 strange how he does that. But I do think he's going to put it together. And I don't think I was AC doing AC things this time. I truly believe it was the tire selection. And I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I did laugh. You guys said Coach picked him. I'm not going to lie. Coach picks him every single week, <laughs> bar none. No matter what, it's like you guys ever watch Saturday Night Live and they have the, the guy, oh, Bears, like that's Adam Cincerillo to coach. Like, you know, who's going to win the whole field or Adam Cincerillo on a PW50? Oh, Cincerillo, you know, that's oh, just how it I, goes. I always have to be careful when we have coach on and we're talking about AC to not go on some AC rant sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I got to tone it back a little bit with some of my opinions on AC. But yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. No. So, hey, you guys think you saw me? I got Travis. Who else is there in the studio? Uh, I can't see. The co- it's oh, sorry, man. The co-host, uh, my co-host Justin, is here with me, and it's just the two of us okay. in here. So, um, I was hoping you, I was hoping you'd get my new coworker Cole on there. Oh man, so he uh, <laughs> he went up north. Yeah, they were going to ride some FMX ramp or some pussy. shit. He's I don't know. He's a pussy. He's, Dude, he's you got to understand. He's he's a he's a moto guy, man. He is riding every single weekend. So when we get into the summer like this, he is usually off riding. And uh, yeah, getting him on the show is a little touch and go. If it's not really cold out or raining, he's probably not going to be here for the summer well, shows. Well, if that uh, that uh, thing that request goes gets sent through for MX Sports, and we get him, <laughs> we get him that uh, that pro license. We're gonna we're gonna have some other issues because we're gonna be whipping his ass into shape. Hold on, what now he's trying to get a pro license or what's going on? Yeah, so <laughs> we find this out on Thursday, by the way, Cooksey. So, so we have been pushing him to try to get a pro license because Cole is an A-class rider, and he's pretty good. And He he had some good finish at Loretta's back in the day in the B-class. Yeah, so he's pretty good. And we're like, dude, let's just fucking go do some pro-ams. Like, it'll be fun. We'll bro down. We'll go do these races. You can get some points, and you get your pro license, and then you can do... 
you know, the ones that aren't too far away from us in Michigan here. So you can do Redbud because we're like an hour from there. Iron Man's like four hours. Millville's like six or eight hours from us. It's not that far. We're like, dude, we'll just do that. You know, you can you can go just try just ride on pro day man because we have another buddy that's local here and he's got his pro license and trust me he's he's not great like he'll make some c-class old man (laughs) out fat out of shape guy like myself look stupid but like we're talking like doesn't even qualify (laughs) for the lcq at the outdoor nationals type there's 80 guys there he's 79th fast yeah pretty much and the 80th dude crashed out cole is not like that like cole would actually probably get in the lcq like he could probably well, be somewhere in that top. Put it this way: the la- sixty dudes. Last year he was timing himself on, uh, and even though the track breaks down different, he was timing himself at Redbud on practice day uh, compared to what the uh, the B group was running at the national. And he was only, I think he said he was only two and a half seconds off of making the uh, the fast or the fast thirty eight. Yeah, that's it. Well, the thing is, is and. I'm dumb, and I tried to qualify one. I, I tried to qualify for Glen Helen in 07. Okay. And what it is, what it is is you don't, like, when you get there, you can practice the track. I've ridden Glen Helen. On race day with all the pros out there, dear God, it develops different. It's not oh, even yeah. the same track. The, yeah. The ruts, the bumps, it's just like, oh, my God. You can go on amateur day, but when you go on pro day, it's just different. And I remember just going, what am I doing? I'm not going to – I broke my foot on the second lap. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I – probably good i just i need to get out of here i shouldn't be doing this but well the thing i was plus 30 still trying to do it so well the thing about cole too is is actually why it'd have been better because he he rides a gas gas 450 he'd be better on a 250 because that first practice with them being out there when the tracks rip super deep and it's just a highway cole can actually put in some heaters like one lap heaters and i'd be like oh okay i can see you just making it in because your time's pretty good off the first session because it's you know fucking highway but so Travis, get to the get to the story that we find out on Thursday. So so anyway, Cooksey. So on Thursday, we're doing our fantasy show, and he brings up, "Oh hey guys, by the way, I filled out the stuff for my pro license and just sent it in just to see what they say. Like sent my three hundred dollars and whatever. I just want to see what they say. So we're waiting right now <laughs> to see if he gets approved, uh, because he's never done a he, he doesn't have a, doesn't have done a pro am never before. done a pro am like. We'll see, because we're we're running about a seventy five percent chance. We think that he's going to get approved just because he sent his money in, you know. So, and then <laughs> well, and then yeah, of course, that's probably he, right. Hold on, can I, I got to ask. Because you said it was how much is it to get? Is three hundred dollars or th- what is it? Yeah, three hundred is what he said. Yeah, I think like, yeah, so, like three hundred. Three hundred bucks plus you got to fill out your thing. So, but now, okay, so if he gets approved. They keep his three hundred, and then what if they disapprove him? Do they still keep his three hundred? How does that work? I'm not really sure exactly on the details. I know if they so if they say no the first time, he said that he can then, uh, what what was it, uh, re- refute it or something, yeah. and like write a letter as to why he thinks he should because be they allowed asked, to get it. Yeah, they yeah. asked him like why, and he's like, well, oh, I've done this at Loretta's in the B class, and I'm so and so in the A class locally. To our point is, is that if he gets in, it'll just be the bullshit show that is MX Sports. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you guys know I'm big fans of their work. Oh, oh man, we we have well, questions. Oh, we well, yeah, we went on a rant last week or with our uh, what was it, our 450 preview show before we brought Coach yeah. on, talking about our same feelings towards MX Sports because that was that was the week well, that that shit came out about the uh, having to fill out the form to do yeah. any sort of video recording the show that from the fan side of the fence yeah um because i'm oh, i'm yeah, the, livid about that 
you, well, you guys, did you guys see my Instagram post? I was so pissed when I saw when somebody told me on Vital that Davy claimed I called him Hitler. I'm like, I saw that. Oh bullshit. yeah, I saw that That's thread. Bullshit. <laughs> did you hear? But, but uh, I don't go in there because I like to keep my self esteem, and they clearly don't like that. That is the biggest shit show. Like, what you, what but you, if you look at the numbers, <laughs> if you look at the vital numbers, there's only about one thousand or two thousand people that go in those. Like every every thread, it's like the same dumb motherfuckers. It's probably all the employees at MX Sports. What, what do you mean, um, mean Cooksey? They love you, Coach and Johnny. <laughs> I think no. you guys are awesome. <laughs> Lit- literally, there's a whole thread about you guys. What do you mean? <laughs> Always. There's always threads about. Like they're always they they call me clownsy, all sorts oh. of shit. I'm like. I really don't care. Yeah, well, I, I read that shit, and I used to have, I used to be, uh, I was a member on that uh, forum a long, long time ago, even dating back to the day when it was like Moto Drive before that. But like when they were getting on there and shitting on you and Coach, because they didn't really say too much about Hopper, but it was mostly you and Coach. I wanted to get on there, and I was like, oh, are you? F-? I almost made, I almost made a uh, an account there. I just wanted to go in and blow them up. I was like, nope, not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm not. I know some of these guys. I. I know. I'm. I'm just not going to do it. He literally texted me, Cooksey, and was like, "Dude, they're fucking ripping into Cooksey and Coach. I'm about to get on there and just lay the wood to these motherfuckers." And I'm like, "All <laughs> right, tell, man. Well, you dude, do you." <laughs> I, I, I will. I will tell you the same thing. I tell all of my friends. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I even. Yeah. Do do not waste. Do not waste your time. Do not waste your typing. Do well, not. Because like the thing is, is as soon as you say anything positive. You're gonna be the target now. And well, they some just, of the it's shit. Like a, it's yeah. like some of the shit they were saying about coach. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was like, "Are you serious?" Like they were like, "Oh, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Who the hell is it?" I'm like, "Coach, coach doesn't know anything." I was like, "I was like, obviously, you guys don't fucking know anything." He's like, completely seriously. fake news all yeah, the time. Fake news. Jesus knows Christ. nothing. Okay, you know what? I was I was gonna ask you guys, but I can clearly tell I can swear on this podcast, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry. I fill we're, out, t- we're I, like TMZ <laughs> on the YouTube. I always have to fill out the inappropriate language button on every single video because yeah, okay. this is dude. We swear there's sexual innuendos. <laughs> we make jokes that we shouldn't about different things. I mean, dude. Coach referenced the Holocaust. What was it? no that Columbine shooting? Oh yeah, I was like, year. where the fuck was he going? That <laughs> he referenced that, and oh, I was like, holy God. shit! Like I literally did a soundbite video of that, and then I had to cut it right before he said the Columbine because I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that in a soundbite thing. If I lump it in there in a three hour podcast, like whatever, some people hear it, most won't, whatever. But then like the soundbite, I'm like, okay, very carefully, here we go, and we're cutting right there, oh, and I, there's the soundbite. I mean, as much as I like Shmoda, I've made Pearl Harbor jokes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh, i'm not going there guys <laughs> oh man oh man no, you're terrible no, no. okay so i i guess my first question here how does it feel to be the most hated media guy in the moto industry <laughs> that cooks you because <laughs> let's face it you're making some fucking waves happen oh, yeah. here and it's awesome like we love it we love we're it. on board with it because we want to yeah we want to get all this shit all the bro keeping all this stuff hush hush handshakes behind that we if we ever get the chance to be even remotely big enough we want to blow all that shit out of the water just like what you coach and johnny are doing right now yep because we don't like this shit well let me let me tell you how it all started i started off just screwing around okay and i did uh i did a press conference the second one i'd ever been a part of do you remember the dungy one where he snapped his fingers and goes I, there was no crown oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. yep that was me <laughs> awesome <laughs> Oh God! All I asked was, was he fired up that like uh, everybody crowned, you know, 
crowned or I asked Reed and Tomac why they were, if they were mad that they crowned Dungey that week because they did. Everybody crowned him. Like it was like it's over. Yep. Yeah. And they didn't know he was going through some shit and then it blew out. And I took, dude, I was a punching bag that week. And I'm like, well, you know what? Fuck this. If I'm just going to be trying pussyfoot and I still get in trouble, I'm going to just go out and tell it. I'll, I'm going to call it what it is. And if you don't like it, then don't do it. So I just, from then on, I said, if I see it, I can talk about it. And, you know, if these guys, there's this unwritten rule, this code, bullshit, man. If you're going to do dumb stuff, I'm going to talk about it. And that's what that's what the sport's missing. It's missing, like, why? Okay, so yesterday, why are the, like, you're going to shove the cameras away from McAdoo? Like, what's going on? Like, that's, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. That's the story. Yep. Like, that's the story. And I love McAdoo. He's one of my favorite people in this sport. And he's so badass. He needs to be protected. Like, and, and things like that bother me. And I, you know, I get called on it. They're like, why would you say that? It's bad for the sport. Like in whose eyes it's bad for the sport. We all know this sport's dangerous. You can get hurt riding a dirt bike. You can die riding a dirt bike. We all know friends who've been paralyzed, but we know this and we do it anyway. So stop hiding and acting like it doesn't exist. Parents aren't going to freak out. Like people still play football and they know about concussions. This whole, this whole thing that I'm sorry, that Davey Coombs is pushing with his propaganda. It's bullshit. Yep. And then, you know, I get mad and I look at, I look, okay, so just yesterday there's 61 riders or yeah, 61 riders in each class. That's $36,000 in entry fee. Yet the purse is only 70 grand. That's just, <laughs> I'm talking just rider entry fee, Yeah. rider entry fee. And then Davey's trying to tell me that he doesn't take a salary. It's just, it's only for the good of the sport. Oh, get the fuck blah, out. Blah, blah. Get the I'm like, fuck dude, out. I've seen, I, I have seen the contract. I know that's not true. There's a lot of money that can be made in the sport. And what, what he doesn't understand is I'm not doing this to take his money. What I want, I think that motherfucker has done a lot. He has built this thing. Like, it was about to die in 08 before he jumped in. Mm-hmm. And Davey jumped in and saved it. He really did. And I, I commend him for that. But right now, he's choking it to death. If he just let go, share the profits, share 40% of that money that he says isn't there with the riders, everybody that makes the show will leave with a couple thousand and they can get to the next round and it will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Cause if we have guys repeatedly, if the fans learn the guys in 20 through 40th position, they know their stories. You'll get more people coming, more people paying attention. That's how you build it right now. Nobody knows them because they show up for one year and they realize they're not making any money and they're out. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I I've been, dude, I've been on the same rant with you since you and you and coach brought it up the first time, however many weeks ago, um, about this, like, the profit share needs to be better. We need to put spotlights on, like, dude, better, like, like, right, like right now, there's no profit share. Well, yeah, but like, but like right now, okay, you're choking down the fucking media aspect outside of the main media guys, your media bros, we'll call them, in the industry. No, no, no. You need to be opening that shit up. Every fucking rider should have a GoPro. Every fucking rider should be encouraged to have a vlog. Whether you, whether you guys have, like, say the the series people have video editors to edit the shit for the guys or whatever like that should all be a thing man you should not be choking this down i did the math at one point okay and and it was some really rough math don't get me wrong i was in my shop powder coating and i had this thought come through my head i'm like what if let's say and this was for supercross period let's say feld is paying for one dude and one mechanic to come and we're gonna put we're gonna do full gates so you got 40 dudes per class, right? Okay? So that to make sure that we have two full gates for 
every single race that we do, okay? So you're going to pay for a mechanic and a rider. You're going to pay for their hotel and their and their flights, okay? And I figured it up for 17 rounds came out to something like 150 grand or something stupid like that. Like it wasn't a lot of money. And I'm like I've, you guys can't do this so that we don't have a fucking LCQ like Salt Lake City with five fucking dudes in it. Like a fair race. Yeah, like come the fuck on. For for I pitched this to him. Dude. I literally pitched this to Feld. I said, listen, take the Teddy Parks. You know, Teddy Parks has got a great deal going on, but people pay to be on that. Yeah. I said, why can't you take guys? Okay, you start off with the first 40 guys, top 40 guys from the previous year. Hey, do you guys have a ride? If you want, you can put it in the Feld semi. We haul your bike, we Bingo. offer gas, and then that's it. You and there's transport costs. Sell it to Monster. Have another Monster rig out there. You have one more sponsorship, and now you have guaranteed your field. Yeah. Not only are you and, and little stuff like that. And you know what my response was? We don't do that. I go, what do you mean? He's all, we give them a platform. We promote a race. They're responsible for getting there. That's fucking okay. so dumb, dude. Can it's you short sighted? Can you imagine yeah. if if fucking the Detroit Lions were like, oh, hey, guys, we have a stadium for you to play in, and we're going to schedule the rest of these fucking football games, but make sure that you figure out your own way to get to the out-of-town games. Like, are you fucking <laughs> stupid? Like, that's how dumb that sounds. So it's well, just, I don't know, man. It blows my fucking mind. There are people out there that don't want to evolve the sport. Everybody wants to talk about how we want to evolve, evolve, but it's like only evolving it if they make everybody else, the higher-ups that are already making money, even more money. But fuck everybody else. Yeah. I mean, and I think right now the big thing is is a lot of, and I've been noticing this with a lot of guys, talking about other sports that their motorsports are watching. Formula One, with their drive to survive, they're making it a real good insight into how a motorsports should be run, how money should be divvied up to even guys that are, you know, even though it's the same 20 guys every weekend, the guy in 20th place fucking walking away with thirty thousand dollars and i understand formula one is so much bigger than our sport but it's pathetic that we still have in a day and age about how much money the sport is making that privateers that are living out of their fucking van just to make it to go race and at the end of the year they're actually in the negative when it comes to the money they've made and i understand people will say well oh that's the lifestyle that they've chosen yeah i understand that but it's like they're also putting their life on the line for other people's enjoyment to watch them ride, even though people will say, well, only here for so many guys. Well, it's like the privateers are the reason why these races even go on because if you just talked about the factory teams, fucking half of these races wouldn't even exist. It's these other privateers that are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of their own money every year. And for me, I get a little more pumped up about it because I'm just like a normal guy. I've been mechanic to privateers. I know the struggle they go through, and I understand the average fan doesn't really care about that. But the thing is is that if people knew more of these guys' stories – they wouldn't just brush it aside. And like I said, it just pisses me off. These dudes are living in Walmart parking lots. Fucking, I remember when we were doing the Arena Cross series, having to take showers in the fucking stadium or the, the arena shower, like bathrooms because we couldn't afford to do anything other than that because we were trying to follow our dreams and we're going to go Arena Cross. Well, then the next step's Supercross. So it just it pisses me off when these guys make nothing and they're literally putting their life on the line every time they throw a leg over that bike. Yeah, and what what I'm saying is I'm not saying, okay, so if there was no money coming in and guys did this and, hey, you know, these promoters broke even, made a little bit of money, and guys had to live in their vans because that's all there was, that is what it is. But I know for a fact that's not true. And it's so funny how 
like Mathis and the, I'm sorry, I won't say his name. So I'm not supposed to say his name. Fuck no, 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 Anyway, uh, so you're saying we can't go to his house with you? Is that is that like a thing? Because I was hoping to meet him when I came anymore. out there. <laughs> Fuck. Not anymore. You're really fucking not me anymore. up here, Cooksey. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I didn't kick his ass, and that's he's. I don't <laughs> think he understood how close it was. Oh, that's really funny. Hurting him. Have. That'd be funny. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I didn't. I let it go. Anyway, because okay, so but when those guys talk about it, have you ever heard him talk about Feld and how they steal money and they have all this money, blah blah blah? Well, think about this. MX Sports and the Outdoor National Series, they get almost as many spectators at 60 bucks a pop yep. versus, you know, Feld. They have no overhead. They do not pay to set up these tracks. At least Feld has to go in. That's amazing how they build the track, tear it down. And, and like, there's a lot more overhead. They pay for storage. They rent the stadiums. Yep. There's no overhead for outdoors. So you're trying to tell me there's no profit? So... I get it. Yes, Feld, you can say they probably should share more, but they kind of are what they are. Outdoor Nationals is a straight robbery, in my opinion. Do we... So, I'll, I'll ask you this, because you're you're digging into this. Do, do both series get TV money? So, Supercross gets TV money. Okay. There's two ways to do the contract. You can either, you can either buy the airtime yep. and sell your own sponsors, okay. which is what MX Sports does, or you go to NBC and then they say, okay, we'll give you a set amount. And we do all that. So Supercross said, you guys do it. Just give us like, I think it's like 200 to 500 per year. Okay. Not a ton, but it helps. Okay. Where Outdoor Nationals, if there's no ratings, yeah, they don't make much, but they've sold it. You can't you can't tell me Davey's like, oh, we pay for TV. Yes, you pay for TV, but there's no chance. You had an option to get paid for it. So you're making over 500 grand on TV, in my opinion. I haven't seen the numbers. So allegedly, I'm guessing there's got to be $500. And I talked to one of the tracks, one of the top guys. Yeah. And they went and asked them for it. And Davey's sister said, no, absolutely not. We pay for that. And he's like, I know, but you make money on it. And they literally shut them down. So no track gets a piece of that, the TV stuff. <laughs> but think about all the commercials on that TV. There's no chance that they're not making money. Yeah. Yeah. There's, money. there's no way. They're, but like, they'll tell you they pay for it because they do. Technically, they do, but it's just two bi- two different business models. Do you know what? So when you say they pay for it, so they buy the TV time. Do they have to pay the production crew and all the camera crew then too, or are they, or is that like NBC sends that out and they're just buying the airtime? Like I'm, co- I guess I'm confused on how that works. I believe it's the same team that does Supercross. Okay, and I believe, and I believe that yes, they're like they say they pay for that whole crew they pay for they pay a, a large chunk of change so if like i said if they never got sponsors for it that costs a lot of money to have tv so but we won't have commercials but, then <laughs> there wouldn't be yeah, any commercials well, it'd be great what, what's his name is, um, his, is his name bon bono bon, 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 bon. the same guy that produ- he produces both the supercross yeah, and Out- okay, yeah, yeah that's what i thought yeah so. yes hmm. but and also the other reason that you know mx sports does that is so they can get their own people on tv like weege and you know they they have a big say in, in how that goes because it is their time that they purchased. So. Okay, so that's how they do Weege and, and GL on TV as opposed to having whoever the fuck they decide yes. to put on there for NBC. Got it. That makes sense. Won't, won't be Will Christian after round two. That's sad. I'm gonna miss her. I know somebody Ashley knocked Rainer, her up. Though, and that just makes me sad. I, I like Ashley Rayner. She's though, not so. hard on the eyes either. What? <laughs> Dude, both man. those That's not what both I was those at. both those girls are awesome. Both they're, those girls are awesome. They're very nice I ladies, Justin. 
God. Hey, man, I don't, don't want to say anything about you... Ashley because Robbie will kick my ass. <laughs> Don't you say anything about Will either. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I don't have a problem with Will. I, I like okay. Will. I, I like Will. I really like her accent, too. I like the fact that we didn't have to look at her face with a mask on it the other day. Oh, that, that was, was very great. nice. That was great. I yeah. saw that come Dude. up in the first interviews, and I was like, yes, and we're back. Yeah. My, my dad doesn't like my dad doesn't like Will, and I'm like, what? It's like that, <laughs> the voice, the screeching voice. I'm like, dude, how dare you? Oh, how man. dare you? Look, look, everything was better than Aaron Bates back in the day. I know she had, you know, a, hey. a, a big, a, never mind. A big personality. A big personality, <laughs> and she liked to get around a little bit and be friends with everyone, but. She was a very friendly person. Dude, okay? She was she very was, friendly to sh- Justin Barsha. That's all right. <laughs> That's cool. Remember when she dropped rocks in front of him? That was hilarious. Yeah, well, at, at Unadilla, she's like dropping rocks, like, "Oh, there's rocks," and Barsha's like freaking out behind, like, "You just dropped rocks in my starting line." What's funny about <laughs> that is, is they had they got real close the week before that, so that was how funny how that whole thing. Came <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, you know me. I'm I'm not going there. I'll leave I'll leave that one alone. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, it was another lifetime for everyone. All it right, it was. That was a long time. <laughs> that was ago. a long time ago. <laughs> so, uh, well. The, the the story I really want to hear from you though, Cooksey, and that's because the the other person on this show is a big fan of this person, and I'm not so much a fan of this person. I really want to hear this Zach Osborne story. Look, just because we like to go on midnight runs together, I don't want to fucking fuck hear it. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sometimes we got to do the midnight run Listen, thing together. Shut okay, the hell up, okay. Man. Before I say it, I got to clarify my performance enhancing drugs standpoint. Oh boy, here we oh, go. Uh, Ooh. Like, I, oh, breaking I news. Laugh. Hold on, I. I laugh when people act, they act like, oh, yeah, you're out to bust. I don't give a shit what anyone uses. Dude, if you want to just plug into an IV after every round, go for it. I don't care. But I want to plug into an single, IV after every race. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, and, but don't, don't, insult, don't insult me and act like it's not around the sport. I've seen it. I know. I know guys who've had it in the refrigerator when I was around. Like, I, it's there. But I'm not, I'm not singling anyone out, and I don't care. But don't. Take Brock Tickle and ban him. Don't ban Christian Craig or Cade Clayson or Stewart. That's where I have a problem with it. The Cade Clayson one's with super fucking anything. dumb. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and, and then you know I got into it with Alden, and he's like, "Why would anyone ever do it?" I like, "Are you crazy?" I don't know if you guys did you guys hear that podcast I did? Uh, yeah. With why Alden? would any, Why would anyone ever do it? Are you fucking dumb? Like, don't play stupid. Don't try to act all That's, smart when you're on TV hey and then man, stupid well, when you're on my you podcast. Know, he, he's leaving the sport soon. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's retiring. <laughs> yeah, he's retiring in air quotes. Uh-huh. Is that what Alden is retiring? Uh, the rumor mill I'm hearing is that Webb and Alden are both out after next year. Huh. Interesting. Well, listen, Alden was okay. He came <laughs> on and talked about it, but... What what he said was it didn't make sense, and I kind of called him, and I'm like, Alden, like, don't act like you don't see it around. Like, they train with bicycle guys. Bicycles guys are the most dirty guys on the planet, and mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're gonna train with them, it's gonna be around. So I don't really care. But yes, if I see somebody, anyone going for a run in the middle of the night, I think of Lance Armstrong talking about how his blood got thick with EPO, and he'd have to get up in the middle of the night and spin. So I don't care who does that or why or whatever, but. Don't just tell me they're working hard because they're running in the middle of the night. You know, those, those midnight runs are really um, good for the colon and uh, helps you look, digest stuff for the rest of the day. Look, RJ recovered real quick from a blown out knee. So, I mean, he must be like Superman or I don't know. There's something there. Well, and honestly, they are athletes. So, yes, they are going to recover quicker. But I'm not. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. You I, can't, not, I was going to say. It's. it's don't tell it's me that suspicious. RJ knee recovery didn't no. make you go, hmm, 
Even I was like, huh. yes. that's like really fast. We're a couple of dumbasses here. And we were like, because I've had my knee done before. And like, I, I recovered pretty quick because I was still fairly young. I think I was 19 or 20. It was before I even rode moto. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like, I recovered pretty quick. Like I was in like four-ish months, maybe five at most before I was allowed to get back on a bike. And yeah, so I know what it's like going through that. And that recovery was way too fast for normal people. But you know what? I don't. I don't care. Just like, yeah. If that's what they have to do to get back out on the track. They only have a short lifespan to make money. I don't care. Yep. I, I, I do not really care, and that's why I crack up when everyone acts like I'm out to. Like if they if they actually read the articles that I wrote, um, I literally wasn't pissed about tickle or drugs or anything. I was pissed that they just kicked him away and said you're the only guy doing it i'm like fuck that that's not how it was but okay so back to osborne why i don't like him and why i think he's a scumbag <laughs> yep here we go so <laughs> ah, 2000 it. 2017 he takes out savachi wins the title right yes yep. greatest so day of my life I'm right, shut up travis <laughs> i'm yeah i'm working for western power sports so i, I was pretty i kind of covered for him a little bit and it was a dirty move, but how many people? Everyone would have done it for the oh, championship. Yeah. It was one of it was one of the greatest racing moments that I've seen. Um, so he does that. Cool. I kind of cover for him. No big deal. Well, a year goes by, and you know I write an Alden article, and so I don't know what's going on. I'm not real not real popular at the Baker Factory, and obviously Osborne's in that. Well, then he crashes at or in the first turn at Colorado. Do you remember when Savachi came from the outside and took out like six guys and one of them was Osborne? Yes, yeah. me and Travis had a huge conversation about this that day. We sure did. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I don't think I have Savachi did not mean to take anyone out. He was just going for it. Yeah. But I guarantee he was like, sorry, sorry. He looked at Osborne and goes, not sorry. <laughs> and then, sorry. He's like, fuck you, man. You know, and, like, and I, I called it unintentional bad karma and I wrote kind of I think I might even wrote the not sorry thing. It's it's funny. You know, I mean, it sucked that Osborne got hurt after that, but he called Western Power Sports and tried to get me fired for writing unintentional bad karma was the quote. Oh, Jesus. That's awesome. Jesus Christ. I got written <laughs> up and I was like, what the fuck? Boy, you had a hard time you with that last job of yours. <laughs> I love the job, though. That's the thing. That's what, Either way, I Tucker is Tucker's the shit. So anyway, well, yeah, they fuck with me and, and now I'm the bad guy and I'm on the radar and from then on, I've just thought he was a piece of shit. So, I mean, what kind of a guy calls your work? Like, he could have called me and talked to me, and maybe I would have eased up or done something different, but he's just a scumbag, man. Little really man is. syndrome. Little man syndrome. He is. But, like, dude, he, I talked to him. Like, I we have mutual friends. Our mutual friend was trying to, like, mediate it, and I'm like, have him call me, and he wouldn't call me. I'm like, just have him call me. And he, he wouldn't, and I'm like, okay. Fair enough, then I'll see him around Vegas because he used heart. to come to Vegas all the time. When so. uh, when you made that video, I remember texting our group chat and I was goes, Oh, Travis, I go, you, you're you're not gonna like this. And he goes, What? <laughs> and I go, Did you see what Cooksey just put up on on Sacco? He goes, No. I go, he called him a scumbag and a piece of shit human. I was like, we gotta find out what's going on with that. Cause I go, that's next level. Like you don't normally hear people, yeah, he's a scumbag. I'm like, holy shit. Travis, so knowing this, can you can you no? Do you think that's kind of a scumbag thing that he did? Like, oh, I think, it, I think it, oh, oh yeah, I think it, especially as an adult, like that is the most. That's like, haha, Timmy picked on me, so I gotta make like really, dude, you're a grown ass. Because it's not like at the time Zacco was like, oh, he's seventeen, eighteen. He was a grown ass man. Yeah, like that is child. That is some middle school schoolyard bullshit. Like, 
and he has a family and i'm not going after the way like i don't know he makes money for his family that's how i provide for my family and you're gonna attack me at that level like yeah that's you're gonna get it like that's not okay like if you have a problem with it it was posted on moto x addicts call moto x addicts have dan call dan the editor and say hey i don't like what he said can you take it down Go yeah. that route, and then, don't don't go after it's 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 just a it's just a dirt, it's well, dirty. and that's, that's the thing too is the way I see it. Obviously, hearing you say that, it's because him knowing that oh I I have pull at this company because it's not like he yeah. would have been able to do that with anybody. If somebody from fucking you know Parts Unlimited did it, well he wouldn't have fucking said shit. But he goes oh well this guy works for here. I have some pull at this company. I can fucking make an issue for him. It's like dude. You only did that because you have clout with a company. You wouldn't have been able to do that anywhere else. So, like, what the fuck, man? It just doesn't make sense yeah. to me because I'm, I'm the kind of guy that it's like, well, if somebody's talking shit about me like that, I may bitch about it to my friends and be like, fuck that guy. But, like, in reality, I'm not calling your place of work. I'm not. Chances That's of a me, Karen thing to do. I was going to say, chances of me even calling you would be super fucking low to be like, dude, what the fuck, you know? But see, here's also the thing, though, here, Cooksy say that, having the chance to talk to him. Yeah. As a grown-ass man, you'd be like, well, if I have a chance to talk to this guy, I would talk to him. So the fact that he couldn't even do that yeah, is, that's more, a thing too. is more of a thing. It's like, well, that really shows someone's character because it's like, if you're that pissed about it and then you can have a conversation with someone, yep. not only that, but you're a mutual friend, mediate the thing, you would think that if you really had an issue with it, you he would have been like, oh, well, let me talk to Cooksy and figure out, well... I wasn't happy with the way you said that, but I want to hear your side of the story. But the fact that he's like, no, I don't want to talk to you, like that shows more of the character that he is. Yeah, that's that's a sad day for me. Are, are you still on board with Zach? Now I'm sad, Panda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. Before, before you get too sad, I will say this. Watching that dude on a bike, he never quits. He is a junkyard dog. I can say oh, yeah. what I want about him personally because I think he's a douche. But as far as on the track, he never quits. Even yesterday, like he sucked in that first moto. He came back and he had a horrible day, but he fought and got fifth in the second moto. Yeah. He's always there. He, I mean, and, and that I respect, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, I mean, that was yeah, definitely as a, as a good a human ride. Being, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know I'm clipping that as a sound bite for the YouTube. All right. As a, as a rider, good. As a person, you fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> so do whatever you want. If I said it, it's fine, right? So, yeah. Kinda, I got to live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah. Nobody watches the show anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, what? Uh, so how do you think that back's going to handle him the rest of the year? Like, do you think he's going to be okay? Do you think it's going to really affect him? Is he going to drop early? What What are your thoughts on that? I don't know, man. I mean, let's be honest. This dude's coming up on 32 years old. Yeah. He's not young. And when you get that type of injury on the other side of 30, that's not good. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it it depends. It's just if it, it seemed like it maybe loosened up in that second moto, the next two weeks are going to be very telling. Um, but the one thing about the series that he has going for it is he can, if he can just get through and make it work, there's going to be points all over the place. It, you know, losing 25 points in one round isn't going to be that big of a deal because we got seven, eight, nine dudes. Guys are going to go one, seven, one, nine. We're going to see some crazy scores. It's not like a couple guys are going to win every round. Um, so I, I don't know. I, 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 if I had to bet on it, I would say it loosens up and he's a contender. Um, or he just fights through it because he's that tough. But if that bulging disc leans on anything and weakens a leg, which some nerve damage, and that's what happens sometimes with those, he's fucked. Yeah, we were we were kind of talking about that before we I'm brought out. you on. I'm out with it. That that I I mean I basically said if you were in the top if you're in the top ten, 
like you're pretty okay points wise here because uh, I mean we we said it from we said it again before you got on the top five we could see them you know getting a shit start having some chaos like Sexton did in the first turn in a moto and you come back and they're seventh eighth ninth tenth deal for motos or whatever and then those guys that were five through ten in the in the overall yesterday i mean it would not surprise us to see any of those guys podium a moto win a moto i mean it's really wide open realistically in both classes we thought because you're gonna see shit flip flop and people have bad motos and good motos and i think it's going to be the person who can consistently make it in the top 10 the most (laughs) is going to be the guys who are there at the end for the title. Absolutely. And I was looking at lap times. I've never, ever seen a fastest lap by a guy in like 10th place. And that's where Barsha was. And like, <laughs> it's just one through one through 12 in that first moto in the 450 class. They were like with the same pace. Yeah. Then it was the 250, the 250 class. I've never seen that towards the end of the first moto one through 15. We're on the same second. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I- I've never seen that. And then think about this. Jeremy Martin won the first moto. Did you guys see he had the seventh fastest lap I did, time? I did see that. Yeah. Yep. Seventh. That's crazy. Um, but that's that's going to make for a very competitive season. Well, that's Speaking because. Speaking of 250s, hey, what did you guys think of the, the young kids? Um, Hammaker, Voland, Styles. So let's, start, let's we- start with Voland. We were super surprised but in such a good way because uh, yeah, it was not expected for him to be that. I mean, he led over half the first moto, and the only reason that he got such a shit finish is because he pulled well, off before his bike grenaded. I said that even though I didn't expect a lot, out of, like I definitely didn't expect that, I, would t- I, I said when we were talking about that, just wait until Thunder Valley, though, because just like Hangtown, Volan has logged a lot of laps at Paula. Not taking anything away from him. He rode great. Surprised the hell out of me, especially that second moto when things were happening quickly. And for him to regroup, take a deep breath, calm down. But I would say just wait to see halfway through the season, kind of like with a lot of these rookies. But in the same thing, his starts are always going to be on point because he's like, what, 130 pounds soaking wet, and that KTM is a rocket ship. So that might be a saving grace where maybe he doesn't always have the cardio or he's not got the track dial. His starts are always going to be on point. So maybe we go to Thunder Valley this weekend, and he gets a start again, and he leads for 15 minutes, and then he fades, but he's got such a gap that he only gets seventh, eighth place. Yeah, I would, I would agree with those. I think he's going to be – He'll be a consistent top ten guy, and he's just gonna have flashes like a, like a lot of rookies. But the one the one guy that I would tell anybody not to draw a big conclusion about how his finish because he was a lot better than his than his score showed because he was coming through the pack was uh, Nate Thrasher. You're such a homer, I, dude. I love Nate Thrasher. You're such God. a homer. Man, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I'm just disappointed that Levi Kitchen wasn't there. Look, damn it, Cooksy. All the other rookies did rookie things. Okay, they were in that tenth to fifteenth place. Nothing was really a shocker there. Volan was the shocker as far as like did way better than we thought. And then as far as the Golden Jet goes, I mean, he should have gone 1-1 yesterday. Oh, boy. Here we go. If he doesn't have a shit start that first moto, he wins that first moto going away. He goes 1-1, and we're sitting here talking 24-0, okay? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you're just just being ridiculous. Absolutely not. You are such a ridiculous person. The Golden Jet jet is on it. So 
Travis is going. He was. He's going a little overboard. He's a big Jet fan. So am I. But I like Hunter a little bit more. But when we when we had Coach on and we we did our show, kind of like with a lot of different shows, the Talking Heads, you kind of have to have who are your favorites when they're not hurt and who are your favorites when they're hurt. And we kind of all agree that J-Mart probably is the favorite, but we know he had a shoulder issue. Come to find out he has more issues going on, maybe a wrist. So I picked Hunter if everything, everybody wasn't healthy. Well, I think J-Mart yesterday proved why if he doesn't does this again at Thunder Valley, why he's got to be the favorite because we talk about Jet going, you know, 2-1 and if Hunter's going to have an off day but then good the next weekend, Fortner, Hampshire, whatever. The thing is is that – I don't see where one of these guys could go 1-8. I don't see Jamar ever just being an eighth-place guy. Like, I just don't see his speed being, oh, he's just eighth fastest today because he can't get it going. He's either going to win or he's going to more than likely, unless he just ragdolls himself, which he doesn't do that a lot either, outdoors at least, just being outside the top five, which if he goes and rides and goes 2-1 or 1-2 at Thunder Valley, I feel like he's got to be the favorite moving forward just because he's been there, done that in this class. Now, I don't know if you agree with that, but I just with these other guys, even though this class is so stacked, Jamar, I just don't see being eighth on any given day because he's not fast enough to move forward. Well, I, I would absolutely agree with that. His racecraft is too good. I mean, he was seventh fastest and he won. Exactly. So yeah. it, even if he's 20th fastest, fastest, his racecraft will get him to like eighth or seventh. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's just going to finish like way – He's going to finish a lot higher up than his speed is yep. just because of racecraft. Yep. So, yeah. What about what about Hammaker? Hammaker, I literally, I love that kid. So I've, I. I've known him since he was an amateur. He has so much talent, but dude, he has. I I hit the alarm with him. Coach, I saw that fade. Yeah, coach, that fade and, yep. and dude, coach and yeah, coach shows him really well. I feel like they've wrecked him at the goat farm. I've I've, um, it, I've been preaching sad. I've been preaching since before Supercross started that he was gonna like the because he's had Epstein Bar already he's fucked. Yeah, I, I'm on board with the Hammaker thing too. I got a I got a really close friend that I've you know known for a long time that's really close with that family. Helped him a lot through you know when he just came on the scene as a super mini kid into you know the B class and stuff. So I've been I've been well Travis can attest to this. I've been talking about Hammaker for a long time now. So. Yeah, I think that the the Epstein bar might have flared up a little bit. It's just it's it's hard because I don't want to believe that that's going to be his undoing because it's like if that's the reason why he doesn't go further in his Look, career. Epstein bar doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. I know okay? it doesn't, man. It's just it, it's it's I don't know why because it's not like I I know I've only met Seth once maybe so it's not like I have an emotional connection to him. I just know his story. Sounds like you do. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know his story. I know he's a good kid. He comes from a good family. I just. It's going to be a shame that if that kid never reaches his true potential because of something that happened to him early in his career because maybe he just didn't have good guidance. I don't know. It just, I don't maybe know. Maybe he didn't have good guidance? Yeah, okay. He didn't have good He I don't contracted wanna, Epstein Bar. He man. didn't okay. have good okay, guidance. Okay, fine. Okay? I, whatever. Uh, he just didn't. I, it just sucks. It does suck, but that's the, that's the long and short of it. I mean, the long and skinny is he got Epstein Bar before he went pro, and now his pro career is fucked. You, you know who I really want to see who, uh, Cooksey, what about See, that? Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. I don't think his career is fucked. I think he can get a hold of this. I think they need to step into the modern age of fitness where you use different things to tell instead of just guessing. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope Mitch allows him the time to rest, drink the fluids, figure it out. It's it's controllable if you do it correctly. Um, will they let him do that? I don't know. If they just get pissed at him and tell him fight through it, yeah, that will wreck him. I hope they don't. So. 
I want to uh, I want to know your thoughts on Marchbanks ride yesterday because I think he might be the most surprising to me because I think he did awesome yesterday. I would agree with that, and I don't even think that that track suits him very well. Yep. I picked him to be third overall. Yeah, I saw people that. don't yep. know how. Yeah, people don't know how he hasn't really had a chance to ride outdoors since no. he's been a pro. He's always been hurt. He's healthy. He's fast. He's mad. He really believes he should have gotten a chance from somebody, either Star, PC. Somebody should have given him a chance. They didn't. It only The only thing I worry about Marchbanks is his size. He's a big dude. I he mean, is. he's six foot, 180, 190. And, you know, going against these little guys like Volan, you have to be so much smoother. It's it's tough. Um, but, yeah, you're, I, I do believe Marchbanks is going to be there. He's top five. He'll probably grab a couple podiums. And I believe when it's all done, he'll be probably third in points, as if I had to guess. And I'm, I'm not just being a homer because I, he's one of my guys that I really like. I, I tend to, I grew up in Utah, so yep. uh, yeah, I cheer for Pierce and, and Marchbanks a little bit more just because we share the same hometown. I'm a bit of a homer like you yep. are with Thrasher. So yeah, look, Pierce Brown is down in the Brown way too much. I'm sorry, man. Well, hold on. To, sorry, to, to, sorry to crush you there, but back, back to the Marchbanks thing though. The the crazy thing is, and I don't know if you heard this because this was on a uh, another post race show. We won't mention the name. Uh, he even said, though, that when he got into that battle, that freight train that was him, Cooper, Hunter Lawrence, Fortner, Hampshire, whatever, he said in years past where he'd be redlined trying to run that pace, he was only doing it about 85%. So if he's telling the truth, which I don't have a reason not to believe him, that's even more of an upside because it's like if he can run that pace at 85%, well, what's it going to be like if he's just feeling it one day and he could go 100% for 10 minutes and then back it down to 90%? Because, I mean, I, I yeah. wouldn't say that that's, that's Jamar and jet speed, but I would say it's pretty damn close if you're asking me. I would agree with that. And I'll say this. I've had a, I've talked to Mark Banks extensively. He's honest to a fault. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes I'd almost be like, yeah, maybe I want to keep that one down. But, <laughs> but uh, no, but he'll tell you. Like he, If he felt that, I believe he probably was going 80%. So. Well, then, that, then that's a good look, and that's probably not a good thing for everybody else because – I mean, what was it? Was it 20? I, I don't think it was his rookie. Maybe it was his rookie year with PC when he went out to Hangtown and he just went a second and a half faster than everybody else in practice. And it's like, that was your first ever time at a pro national, bro. You're not supposed to go that fast. Yeah, he's got talent, man. He really does. But, I mean, Moseman probably was the only other person that I was like, well, I definitely didn't see that coming. I mean, I have strong feelings about Moseman, and they're not good. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's a hazard, bro. He's a nice He's guy. He's a hazard out what? there. Oh, yeah, Justin. Dude, every, everybody. Dude, there's like 15 guys in the 250 class that are hazards. Oh, I, oh Justin's got some strong feelings about Mosman being a class. I know. I know. He he was a he was a good surprise, though, because I I mean, I don't know if you were to ask anybody and they'd be like, oh, yeah, Mosman goes 4-4. They'd be like, yeah, I could see that. I mean. I don't know. I think I had him going like 10, uh, just a 10th place guy. And that's not a diss on him as a, as a rider because we obviously know how fast and talented Moseman is, but he has a tendency to shoot himself in the foot a lot of the times, a la what he did in Supercross this past year. Should have won it. What was it? Was it Indy? Indy one or whatever. Yeah. Oh. And then he ass packs a guy <laughs> yeah. after practice is over. Yeah. yeah. So like for the fact that he went four, four and, and I don't know if this, like everybody else, he rides Paul all the time. So maybe that's it. But the whole time I'm sitting there watching him going, well, I'm waiting for him to crash, waiting for him to crash. And he just never crashed. And I'm like, well, that's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> uh, I think you're being a bit hard on those, but he's won a national before. 
and he's been on the podium a couple times. So was it? He has won one, right? I think. So. I don't know. Hold on, let me look it I, up. I think yeah. I yeah, think that was probably. I know he's been on the podium multiple times. Yeah, I think it was Washugo uh, when he was on a Husky. If he won anything, it had to. Have yeah, been. when he was on. Yep. I specifically remember him in the post race presser, so he was top three. Um, I mean, look, look I don't no, know. I, I, he's good. Yeah, he is good. Now, do you think though that that maybe was a situation of Paula, or do you think that he could keep that going? I don't think anyone has it. They all ride Paula, so I don't think it's necessarily a Paula or not. Yep. I, I would think he's better off when it goes back east, kind of the Red Buds. Yep. Uh, I know he's really good in Colorado. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Thunder Valley you know, 2019, he was third. Okay. And then he did really good at Washougal, that, too. Washougal, he was and what's fourth. Really, no. Sorry. What's really cool about the outdoors is there's different terrains and different tracks. It's not like Supercross where you got the same blueprint every week. Yep. And it, it is kind of cool to see guys excel in, in their home areas or home dirts or wherever it is. So, yep. Yeah. Did, uh, so did Kenny win in that, uh, second moto surprise you? Like it kind of surprised us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I, well, I, it's funny. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Um, he's obviously got the talent. The dude is what he does on an outdoor bike is just pretty. I mean, he'll go oh, through yeah. a section and you think it's smooth and it's just, I don't know how he does it, but then other days he just gets the, it depends on when his illness acts up or whatever it is. Shingles. If he can get through that, if he can, if he can figure that, it, well, yeah. And I don't think he's lying. No, I, I, don't I genuinely don't think he's lying. Like I think he has issues and I think they flare up at weird times and, and it's funny. Everyone's like, oh, it's a big – no, ask him about it. He'll tell you. I mean, if you guys remember when uh, I did the press conference for the Supercross uh, two years ago, he, I asked him, like, what was the illness? And he kind of dodged it. And I, so I dug a little closer. Shit, he damn near gave us his whole medical history. So, <laughs> I mean, it, but that's the thing is, it, you know, he'll tell you. But I don't know. I, I And I believe when he said he wasn't sure where he stood, I don't think he was sure where he stood. Um, he's going to be there and – Thing is, there's ten guys. You're going to see a lot of that six-one type stuff this year. Yeah, if they can stay healthy. Are you are you banned from press conferences now? Yes, absolutely. Epic Sports will never have me in a press conference. Did you? Um, did, did you I get wanted, any shit this weekend from anybody? Dude, I'm so no, I didn't go. Uh, I'm what? so bummed. Uh, Sorry, I, I bought try. tickets. My buddy Troy, who owns Two Four Speed, and Isaac that run Two Four Speed. I drive all over for Tucker. I don't want to drive on the weekend. It's four and a half hours. They were going to drive. I was going to sleep. They bailed out. Uh, Troy had something come up, another commitment. He couldn't drive. I'm like, I'm not driving on, our, on my day off. And when I could be at the pool and just watch by my TV, I'm like, you know what? Plus, there's a good chance I'm probably going to get kicked out anyway. Um, <laughs> Big sign on there. I'm like, I don't, wanna, I don't want to. Yeah, eight hours of car time to get booted out. I'm like, nah, I'm going to some other rounds. Uh, we'll see which ones I go to. Uh, I don't know if I should announce it because less chance i don't want to get kicked out is is, um, is, is one of them happened to be round four at a, at a, at a track in michigan <laughs> no damn it red bud <laughs> god damn it well, that's, too bad. That's, too bad. that's too bad that's too bad we'll talk we'll talk off the air <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see if that changes off well, the air shit. well we asked coach uh, and apparently maybe, he said he'll maybe, never go hey. so. yeah coach he doesn't like to be i, I like to be there i love being there because you can see things that you just don't see on tv exactly and, i mean you know, i just want to drink a beer with with, with you cooksy i just want to drink a beer with you <laughs> i'm down <laughs> oh god we got fly just, we got fly just, him up no, i don't have a problem with that let's do it oh there's a good chance someone's gonna want to fight me so that's oh, Me hey. and travis are big guys you're obviously a big guy we don't got a problem with that yeah i don't think you understand i used to play hockey and, that and, was what i did and plus <laughs> and plus like michigan i mean i don't know people everybody knows me i'd just be like listen you know who the fuck this is do you know who this guy is <laughs> 
Yeah, it wouldn't be a big deal. It'd be all right. Uh, uh, but I, another yeah. thing I no, want to I, get... I would love to. I would. I wouldn't be scared to go. I just didn't want to drive out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to get to well, though. Did did it warm your heart to see the uh, the big blue pigs just dominating everywhere in the 450 class? Oh God. Yes. With my man. Yes, Dylan Ferendis yes. and oh, Aaron Plessinger. <laughs> Dylon is so great for the sport. I like uh, that guy. He's I, cool. Is there is there not a better? I wish you would. I, I know he doesn't want to because he's actually too nice of a guy. But I wish you would just embrace the evil Frenchman. Oh, I and love just it. Be like, oh, you you Americans suck and he, just flip everybody off. And I like, love it. He could be so anti-hero. He's got the look. He's too, oh, he's the, yeah. Yes. Well, when DV oh, he, being yeah, he, in, and DV there, being in his corner. Oh yeah, dude. There's no more French guy like you. If you ever pick a pick a French stereotype, and it probably fits Dylan. Well, but dude, I love that yeah. guy. Him, him, and his wife. Dude, his wife. Oh my gosh. Oh Ooh. yeah, don't even get she's me started. Hot. Don't even get me started, <laughs> man. Yeah. Don't just no. and, she, and she's nice. They're so cool, dude. Like they're some of the nicest people. I remember I was up in one of the press conferences, and you know, Dark Side. I, I like Dark Side. He's a cool dude. He's gonna come but on the he, show too. He, you know, he, He's a great guy. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to talk anymore because he's still part of the Pulp Network, and I'm pretty <laughs> anti these days. Well, so. he's going to be on this but, show uh, at some point, so hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I have you no, know, but Dark Side's one of the coolest guys. But he collects memorabilia. Dude, yep. She came up and brought him a jersey in the press conference. I'm like, dude, that's fucking cool. Well, and she didn't have to do all that, and she remembered him, and yeah. The, so. the funny thing I find about that you say that is, is that he could embrace that being I'm pretty sure I don't know about now, but I remember when he was growing up because I followed Frenchie's career for a long time. Travis knows this. I love I love Frenchie. I, I call him Frenchie, even though Marv's in the series. Frenchie is one of my favorite guys out there, bar none. It doesn't matter if it's 250, 450, GPs, AMA, whatever. But the funny thing is about the anti-hero. I'm pretty sure J- John Michelle Bale was one of his favorite guys growing up, so it would fit because everybody hated John Michelle Bale because obviously of Jeff Stanton and all that. So if he just embraced that and be going, well, I'm just going to go JMB today and fucking piss off every American, it'd be awesome. <laughs> I would fucking yeah, love it. I wish he could, but he's too nice a guy, though. Oh, he he is. really is. Like, he is. He, he, JMB could do it because JMB just uh, – he's okay being – he didn't care if you liked no. him or not. He really didn't. Especially back But I, I genuinely – like I think it hurt Dylan's feelings when, like that. I've never heard of boo like they booed him in oh, the, the Craig, Craig incident. Thing. Yeah, and then in San Diego, and, <sighs> well. I, and I felt bad for him. Like he, 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 it genuinely bothered him. And then I was talking to his mechanic, and the death threats that his wife was getting, the things people were people say some dirty shit on the internet over here, some dumb shit. Here we go like, again yeah. with that. Just that kind of shit just pisses me off. Like, how do you have that well, kind of time? Remember the Marv thing at Redbud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember being there? Yeah, fucking yep. flipping him off. Yep. Just Yeah, dumb. but people were people were threatening to rape his wife. Yeah, like, those, how fucked up is that? Yeah, those kind of people I could reach through the screen and beat the fuck out of. Like, dude, dude what the fuck is your issue? It's it's so, And even fucking Fortner, of all people, the one of the last people in the world that I would, like, would ever want to be friends with. Even Austin, like, they did an interview with him. I don't remember what it was, but they asked him about it because, obviously, that was a big story. Every round, people would boo f- Frenchie every time he's on the podium and Fortner even said dude I'm, I'm over it like I don't understand why people keep doing this. because I think whoever was interviewing him at the time was trying to like oh yeah, who, yeah. they were trying to get the whole American who, versus French and he was like it's oh, it's done who cares who was who was the guy interviewing him I wonder it that I don't know I, I <laughs> <laughs> it was me I'm serious I- what the fuck oh shit was that really Cooksey that was interviewing? I didn't know that. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> I wonder if he's fucking serious about that. Because <laughs> now I feel stupid. 
I didn't know that. Oh man, you guys hung up on me right when I was talking about Forkner. Right, so that, wait, that I, was that was I, you? I, I, I don't know if that was us. Yes, it was, San, anyway. it was San Diego. Oh, shit. And I asked him. Wow, you look dumb now. Was, I do look dumb now. My bad. No, it's okay. No, it was, it was San Diego. And I it wasn't – I just – I wanted to know what – because he's standing next to this guy in the podium getting this hate. I'm like, well, what do you think of it? Like, what, how does it make you feel? Yeah. And he's just like, dude, I'm so over it. And I was like, cool. That's good for him. Yeah. Dude, I like Forkner. You said you don't like – I think he's one of the – he's a little bit. He gets a bad rap. I don't understand. He comes across the way he comes across. Comes across but, the cocky ass. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he's not though. I would, I, I yeah. I, from from the times I've talked to him, I don't think that's true. I genuinely think he's just trying to be who he is, and he's a young kid who acts like a young kid. You know? I think he's just had a lot of pressure on him for a long look. I don't I don't hate him as much as Travis does. <laughs> All right. I just think he's had a lot of pressure on him for a long time. And I think that partly that has to do with he was the next big thing after AC. And I think that with as as well as AC did his rookie year, I think that because they were hyping up Austin, Austin even got more pressure because like, oh well, you know, you're winning just as much as AC is, and you know, AC's doing this well. You're supposed to be the guy. And he should have had all these titles before. And I think that he just I almost think that his attitude has changed a little bit because I remember as an amateur and he wasn't anything like that. Like he didn't, nobody ever thought, oh, this kid's cocky, he has a chip on his shoulder. So I, I don't know if it has something to do with that, but let's be real. I don't really know any other more guys that have had the much pressure on him to win as much as Austin has. I mean, it's always win or you fucking suck. And a lot of people don't like him. And I shouldn't say I don't like him. I just, yeah, I, his attitude a little bit sometimes comes off as, well, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah, and, and he I'll, I'll say this, I do like the fact that Austin kind of embraces the anti-hero a little bit. Like he's like whatever. <laughs> he does. Here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is. If you don't like it, you don't like it, you know? Yeah. And that's what he says. And I, maybe that's why I like him. I like the guys that are kind of dicks. Let's just so. let's just correct the whole me not liking him thing, uh, okay? okay? All, right. All right. I f- I'm frustrated I'm with s- him, okay? He has thrown away so many times. And and mind you, okay, when when I got back into the sport, because I was in it as a kid, I loved it. Like, I don't have moto parents, so I just watched it on TV. And, oh, yeah, McGrath and Pastrana and that era was where I was in, right? Um, And then, like, I went main really into the hockey thing through my middle school and high school years up until about 07. And then I was into street bikes. And then in, like, what the hell did we decide? What was it? 14 14 yeah, yeah i think that would have been about it was when i went to my first supercross and then got into this and then we he started also hated this. james stewart and the, yeah well that's a thing too and then we uh and then we you know started the show whatever so forkner and sexton because of where they were located and us being in michigan when i would go to the amateur races especially like the Redbud amateur days the uh they used to have the soaring eagle race the the casino that sponsored uh rch back in the day they used to have a race in the fall up here with a big pro person whatever i got to watch like Fortner and Sexton in their final amateur years. And so I was pumped to see like, like I remember Fortner at that soaring Eagle race. Cause it was like a hybrid. Okay. So that race, they built it in a field and it was kind of like a motocross supercross hybrid. Basically it was like a big supercross track that then they did the amateur moto on. So there were some sections we couldn't do anyway. And I remember watching Fortner as an amateur spank Hayes around that race oh, yeah. and being super pumped because I was not a fan of Jacob Hayes back in the day either. I thought he was a fucking crybaby little bitch. So 
<laughs> anyway. Well, really. uh, okay, yeah. So anyway. because yeah, the arena cross, I get that. Yeah, yeah. The, you remember him throwing that fit, and I was like, what a crybaby. Well, like, even more because of Kyle. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, so I'm doing all that, right? And I'm watching Forkner, like, spank this pro around and i'm like man this is awesome like he's super fast he's local so this is cool like i've watched him kind of grow up here basically into racing as a pro then he gets the pro and he kind of gets this there's like this arrogance about him and then he starts throwing away titles and i'm just like what the fuck is going on like what are you doing dude you're not like you can't have this arrogance because you're not you're not winning the title, okay? You can have the arrogance when you've won multiple titles. Then Travis okay. secretly has a picture of Austin Forkner that every night he looks at before he goes to bed and goes, you fucker. <laughs> did, did he take a girl from you or something? No. <laughs> no, man. Did you, have a crush? did you have a crush on the blonde monster girl and then... No, that, you mean the girl that? that he's back with? Look, dude, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not about those party girls anymore. That was a younger <laughs> life. Look, cocaine and strippers. <laughs> that was a way younger life. I was into those party girls like that. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. So now you're just a wow. Well, you yeah. you don't know she's a party girl. Maybe she's a nice girl. We don't know. Oh, I know some things. Trust me, we have some information from some people. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't blow that person. out. We can't blow that person out. But we have we have we no, have friends. No, no. We've been we've been gaining as as our friend Tom likes to say. Once you're in the circus, you're in the circus and i've been slowly getting inundated into the circus in the last we'll call it six months uh so yeah it's it's become a thing and uh, yeah there's there's information i have and yeah she she likes to party and uh yeah i'm not about not about that life anymore neither is austin <laughs> yeah neither is austin that's a weird thing so oh man yeah but uh yeah well i don't i don't i usually don't talk about like the guys dating unless they date the same girl and then take each other out over it okay so. that one is way too public of a fucking thing well, like yeah. my girlfriend follows that and will like update me the, as she sees it the problem is is that we have a group of these guys that all came up together around the same era and they race each other as amateurs and everybody knows that the amateur nationals i used to call them track snacks all these girls would go to different races and always hook <laughs> up with the fast people and then it just transition into pros so like there's all these guys like Fortner, Sexton, you know, Cooper Webb was in there, Kenny before, you know, he got married. Let's face it, Kenny McAdoo. and Cooper were not the first dudes to trade chicks, all I'm right? Gonna, I'm not going to talk about Jay Martin that situation. <laughs> I mean, there's there's just a whole lot of stuff going on there and it's like, man, why do we even give a shit about this stuff? Cuz it's awesome. Like Sexton yeah. took one of somebody's girl, I don't know who it was, Cole knows who it is. He took somebody's girl. I don't know, was it McAdoo's? And then I, I don't know. I don't know. I know somebody. Sex, well, Chase took she, somebody's girl. Chase was with the girl who's with McAdoo now, the country oh. star. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what, how it all went down, but I know Chase was now, uh, and I think it's cool. I don't see them taking each other out over it, but um, Co- Cooper's yeah, dating some chick that's a millionaire. No. You want to? <laughs> yeah, Justin Cooper. That is a lot of. I'll say. I'll say this: a lot of Eskimo brothers down there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you can tell these kids are all socially awkward because they're all Eskimo brothers. <laughs> oh, oh no! Are you hinting that they're inbreeding? So. Oh, gee. <laughs> All I know is, anytime oh. you go to a race and no, you see I'm not the saying anyone's inbred. I'm not. I'm not. Don't, David Coombs. I didn't call you inbred. So, oh yes. god. All I know is, anytime you go to a race and you see the star girls, they're all in like a group, but none of them know anything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's also <laughs> true. They are not Dino's wife, who knows I, exactly what's going on. I and remember is slapping him. I remember being at the Redwood National last year, and I was talking to a friend of a, a dad of a kid who was on the pro circuit squad, and the star girls were in the front of us, and they were all standing at the base of the tower. Trying to figure out where their boyfriends were on the track, but none of them had any fucking idea where their boyfriends were on the track. 
<laughs> it was it was fucking terrible. Uh, it's like twenty minutes or fifteen minutes in, and all of a sudden they were like, uh, and you're just watching me going. It's like watching a flock of birds. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Sorry, we don't have a filter are, on the show, so. Oh, it's awesome! You guys are crazy, man. I like it. Yeah, Cooksey, I don't know if you've gone and like stood in the crowd at a race in in recent years, like at at a national like that, but it's pretty fucking good. Like, well, especially last year with like, yeah, because there was like nobody at Redbud, so we were pretty pumped because we got a two races and b there was like nobody there. So literally, you're standing there on the start trying to watch, and like usually you're in a crowd of like fucking 5,000 random fucking drunk people but last year it's like 500 random drunk people and then like everybody's fucking chick and they were all <laughs> and they were all following Dino's chick <laughs> yes <laughs> yes so oh. it was like you walk up and I'm standing there I turn around I go Tom isn't that Dino's chick right in front of me and he's like yeah dude it's awesome <laughs> and I'm like all right oh. I turn to my chick I'm like this is Dean Wilson's wife and she's like all right <laughs> And then, like, Freddie Noren's wife was standing there, and then fucking Craig's wife walks up. Now, if you would have seen Matilda, I'd have been like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going. You know, that is actually one we didn't see, and I, I have Mattel. seen her before in the Mattel. years when it's been busy, so it's weird that we didn't see her last year, but whatever. I don't know. How do we get off on this tangent? <laughs> cut, cut Moto TMZ. Well, I don't know. Cole keeps going. Moto TMZ. Let's start one. Moto TMZ. So uh, did you see that? I tried to get into it with your friend there, Davey Coombs, on your uh, Instagram post the other day, too. Oh, I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> Everyone, they, and how funny is it that he was just watching that? And anytime someone commented, he was right back. Oh, dude, I know. When he commented back dude. at me, because I'm like, I'm going to post this, but there's no way he's going to say anything. And then he like starts commenting back, and I'm like, holy fuck. All right, here we go. But I was, I dude. I have to say, as much as much beef as you got going on with him, I was impressed by the consistency of the rule. As far as he told me it was going to happen, and then watching this weekend, it seemed like it happened. Because I'm pretty fucking upset also about that rule about the fucking no GoPros on your helmet. Because being a YouTuber, like I like doing that a lot. I like that for myself. I like to go back and watch my own races year after year and see like, okay, cool. Do I look like I'm going faster? So not being able to do that kind of pisses me off. And then having to hear that rule and then see, watch Supercross and watch them wear the fucking GoPros on their helmet when I'm like, dude, you just sent me a rule change three weeks ago that said we we're not allowed to do this. And now these guys are doing this. What the fuck is going on? But I got to say, Davey said that no pro, no uh, MX sports event would be GoPros on the helmet. And from what I saw yesterday, they did not bend the rule for the pros. So, all right. That makes I'm me feel better. I, I'm surprised it took this long. From the time they came out and started mounting them on helmets, I've had men, helmet manufacturers tell me, oh, boy, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And it, it, you know, Michael Schumacher, you know, the former F1 racer? Yeah. You know, he got hurt in a skiing accident and had a GoPro on his helmet, and they claim that's what caused the problem. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. I knew he had yeah. that issue, so, but... Hmm. Yes, they claim a GoPro is on the top of the helmet, and that's what caused the impact that caused... Wow. Whether it did or not, I don't know, but that was one of the big issues. And I also heard Brian Moreau... Yep, I was just about to say that. that something one on I that heard. one. Yep. So, I mean, literally, how long are we going to do... How long are we going to let it go before we do something? I get it. Mounting them on your chest? I don't know. That seems a little sketchy, too, because, I mean, if you smash into your chest there's a vital organ i don't know where you put these i'm all for filming but i don't know how to do it safely i'm I, i'm okay with the rule and like i said i'm surprised it took this long it sucks but i get it i mean i 
I understand the rule, and if it is for a safety thing, okay, that's fine. But like I said, the the way Supercross went, where it's like, oh no, you can't wear it, and then boom, I'm watching Supercross, and oh, let's take a look at the track from this GoPro on Malcolm Stewart. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? So this is a fucking another money grab thing of like, well, we can't monetize your content, so you can't fucking do it. But whatever. But if MX Sports is going to run the same rule all across the board, pros and amateurs, fine, whatever, we'll figure something out. We'll get a handlebar mount or something like that. I know the KTMs have a mount on like their number plate that they came out with last year because I have a film kid that films for Moto Playground that I send him with uh, the GoPro sometimes to put on people. And like you can't put it on, you couldn't put it on any KTM helmet last year because the Brian Monroe thing um, that happened. So. I don't know. I guess I'll figure yeah. something else out. My my question I, too is like I know it's dangerous. Okay, obviously we've seen, you know, you're giving the example of Schumacher and what's it called? How many people on a weekend are out doing something with a GoPro on their helmet and are crashing and nothing's happening? You know, I mean, let's just look at percentages here. Is it probably a very small percent? Yes. Do we want to see it ever? No, but uh, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean you make you make a good point there. And how many other dangerous things do they just let go? But this is something that has it also affects content. Which now that's that's where I have a problem with that rule. Like you're going to approve all the content? What? Oh, no. yeah. And does it make? And, and then tell me. And then tell me it has to look good. Well, then that's where I got into it last year with them over press passes. Uh, they they were going to give me one for Paula last year. Oh, don't get I me wanted started two on to bring passes. my buddy. Hold on, I wanted to get, I wanted to get two for me, my my buddy Troy, because I'm not driving my ass down there. Yeah, and they wouldn't give it to me. They told me I needed more positive stuff for the sport, and I hadn't done enough to work with them. I got pissed and told them, "Keep your fucking press pass. I'll buy a ticket. Fuck you. I, I don't care. I don't need to do that. And I'm not having you edit my shit. I don't work for you." So, yeah, that is yeah. Uh, that's a big pain in my ass when that came out. And I'm like, dude, you guys want to control what I put the fuck out. Fuck you. You're not paying me. You're not. And, and then the, and then the thing that drives me crazy, too, with that is all they're doing is trying to regulate what I've been doing at Redbud for the last fucking six years. OK, I go in, I run around the outskirts of the fence with my fucking camera, film the best angles I possibly can, because heaven forbid you give somebody small a press pass, because trust me, I tried that shit, too, like the second year. So we went the first year that we started the show when we decide five years ago, this yeah, is our fifth like year, yep. five years ago, we start the show. We go, OK, if we get 500 views on the first show, that's cool, you know. We're doing a Supercross preview show, whatever, and we get like 5,000 views, and we're like, holy shit, and then we're averaging like 1,000 views per show, and we're like, all right, this is going pretty good. We go out the second year, we get like 19,000 views on our first fucking Supercross preview show for that year, and we're like, holy shit, this is really working. So I start putting out feelers like, hey, can I get a press pass for this race and this race, whatever? And what pissed me off is, so Feld came back, and they were like, no, we don't give it out to YouTubers or whatever. And I said, okay, well, what do what what would the level be considered that I need to get to to earn one of these? And they're like, oh, we don't know. What the fuck do you mean you don't know? You don't have any. So let me get this straight. If I go down to the local paper and say, hey, guys, I just need you to sign a thing that says I work for you. 
I don't want any money. I don't want anything. I don't even have to be associated with you beyond the fact of I need this to turn in because the local paper could get a fucking press pass even though no one's going to read the fucking local paper and go, huh, I should probably go to this Supercross race. No, that's not going to fucking happen. Mind you, we're getting a couple thousand views of people who are fucking in the sport. Well- Dude. And want to fucking go to a race, but we can't get a fucking press pass to be able to go to the race and not have to pay seventy five fucking dollars. Well, do you remember the East Rutherford thing when they had all those fucking? I think it was uh, twenty eighteen or whatever when all those local news channels only went there to ask Gronkowski, "Are you?" Oh retiring? my god, yeah. But none of them asked any question to any other rider because the only reason they were there is their editor told them, "Yeah, go ask Gronkowski because we know he's going to be there because of Monster and he likes Supercross." Yeah, but hey, but but us guys, but we have a targeted audience to your sport. That will sell tickets. Nah, fuck off. No. And now it's like, now I think they have amended that. I heard like last year, the year before, it was like you had to average 10,000 views a show or some shit like that. And I'm like, well, okay, we're out on that. So whatever. So fine. I'll go in. I'll pay my money to fucking go. I'll stand on the fence, the outdoor nationals and film. And now you don't even want to want me to do that. Okay. Fucking good call. Because our show isn't growing the sport. (laughs) We're not growing the sport at all. No, fuck. We suck. Well, who, who the fuck decides what's good for it and what's not? Because clearly they don't know because they think it is what it is. They're fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, well, it's not yeah. it is what it is. You What you think will get – yeah, maybe it's really good to this level. But to go to that next level, they don't know how. And, you know, and having people like you and me and everybody's got a different opinion. That's the great thing about the United States. We all have different backgrounds and different ideas and – no one rule is going to fit everybody and no one thing is going to just work. Exactly. Well, and then what, what are they going to do? Like my question too is how are they going to police it? So you have some kid who doesn't, who's not in the sport, but they're just like, Oh man, I like dirt bikes. Oh man, there's a race coming close. Like a, a local Southern Michigan kid say they've got a YouTube channel. They vlog. Okay. So they're going to go in there. They're going to try to take their camera. Are you going to stop them at the gate and be like, you can't fucking take that in there. Why? (laughs) <laughs> well, because you have to sign this and do this and we have to approve it and blah, blah, blah. And so then you're going to fucking like what you're going to turn this kid away or tell him he can come in, but he can't take his fucking camera in. Like, fuck off. I, I can't wait for the day when when Jace at Gypsy Tales decides to come over here for a race and he brings his whole fucking crew. Oh, yeah. And then they go, oh, yeah, no, you can't make it in. And everybody goes, excuse me. Do you know who this guy is? They're not going to turn him down. That Well, I, I, I know they won't, but he I want to see two million views. A I want to see not getting turned I want to see what that conversation is going to look like, because, you know, there's going to be that dumbass that doesn't know who Jace is. And they go. No, you no. Know. And then when Davey realized that, oh shit! You mean like what's that dipshit, Brent, Brendan, Brandon, Brent, Brandon, Cooksey? What's his Brock? name? Brandon Short. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Short is a di- yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. dipshit. Yes, and he yes, is. I've had an email Davey, with him Davey too. Davey keeps getting Davey keeps getting mad that I called him a dipshit. Well, that guy called me called me names too. So yeah, whatever. But you, you guys, guys get call what me I, names in an email. Yeah, yeah. But you guys get what I'm I saying. Get, though. I, absolutely. Having a guy like yep. Jace, if he comes over, the shit show storm that that's going to be until. Davey or Cotter or whoever realizes who's there, and then they go, "Oh no, man, it's well, fine. This is Jace." See, I see, I, I, I give him more credit than that. I do believe they know who Jace is. They know the power of Australia. He would get a press pass, no problem. And here's what here's the thing about Davey. He's really smart. He would play it correctly if you talk to him. Dude, I want to like him so bad because he's so folksy and so like. Do I. And he's clever. And he'll give you just enough of information. And his dad did but so I much. Just, his dad did so much for motocross. Huge fan of his dad. I Yes, his dad did a ton. Um, I know some people who grew up with the Coombs family. They love the dad. 
not so much Davey, but <laughs> like he's he's very very he's very personable, and he he's clearly read the art of war, and he gets how to how to be friends when you need to to get what you want, and that's the thing is it's funny because I've talked with uh, the dipshit media guy that lives in my town, and he swears <laughs> up and oh, he God. swears up and down he swears up and down that Davey never tells him what to say. I said, and I'm like he doesn't have to. He's already manipulated you where you know what you can and what you can't. He doesn't have to say it outright. It's the little things. It's the, like, he's good. I'll say this. He's very, very good at controlling people without them knowing they're being controlled. My biggest beef with MX Sports is that dipshit Tim Cotter. <laughs> I, I, when we had Coach on, I almost, I almost went into a rant. I just, I'll say, I have my feelings about Davey, but Tim Cotter, I do not have anything nice to say about that guy because I, I, I won't say some of the stuff that I've heard him say behind the scenes, but he said some stuff that clearly, it, even not on a racing level, a human level, is unacceptable. The stuff that I've heard come out of his mouth, and I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, MX Sports is a stone cold business. That's it. Yes, it is. They don't care about the sport. If it's good for the sport, it's good for their pocketbook, and it's and they have the right. It's a, it's a business. It is what it is, and that's the way I look at it. But don't tell me what to do. Don't make it like it's a charity, and you're just doing this of the goodness of your heart. It's a stone cold business, and it is what it is. Well, you know the funny thing is, you said about that other guy that lives in your town about talking about Feld and all that, but yet anytime uh, Prater or Gendro is on that show, he kisses their ass left and right. That is also true. And that's where. And that's where I differ with those guys. Like, I have no problem telling those guys. Like, I told Prater. I had, a, I had an interview with Prater over the phone, and I told him, I said, I think you're missing the boat on this, this, and this. And, and then he kind of disagreed, but I'm like, I'm not going to, like, I'm, I have my opinion. Like, you're, you're who you are, but it's okay to have different opinions. Yeah. They run the series, and they can take what I like, what I say and use it or not. I don't care, but I get to say what I want. But at least we're talking about it. Anytime we're talking about it, whether it's negative or positive, Believe it or not, we're promoting it. Look, Hooksy, none of us go to the races. We shouldn't fucking talk about it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest thing ever said. So. Oh, man. Oh, we, we went off about that last year, too. Trust me. Look, nobody should get any, you know, any kind of credit other than that guy because he goes to the races. But yet he doesn't even go to all the races. Dude, that guy tried to take credit for McAdoo. <laughs> Did you guys ever... Dude, he, he said, "Oh, I, I discovered him before everybody. I bought stock early. I'm a McAdoo. Like he, he takes credit yeah, for it. I'm, I'm, pretty, like, I'm pretty sure. Mike, I'm pretty sure Michael Lessie probably seen him before. Any, I mean, obviously, Mike wasn't the first guy, but Mike was one of the guys that gave him a chance. Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <sighs> yeah, because you because you had him ride your bike at Street Rhythm and put Ramit on there. Ramit, like, <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty cool. I will say that was pretty cool. And but like." You get credit for that weekend. You don't get to claim his whole career for really life. His whole career, bro. If he wins a title, he gets yeah. a percentage. You gotta, you gotta claim the whole career. So, all well, right, Coach. that's what he wants. Oh yeah, so, yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. well, let's let's uh, ask him who we thinks gonna win Thunder Valley since that kind of our thing when we go off the show. Yeah, yeah, because we said you said an hour and we've been over an hour now, so we don't want to keep you too long. Hey, man. I'm having a good time chatting with you guys. I don't care. This is all good. You guys gotta have <laughs> me a little more often. So, hey, we we'll, yeah. we will do that. Don't you tempt us with Can a good we, time. Is there any way with this system we can get him and Coach on at the same time? Yeah, we can do a Seeing, massive three-way yeah, call. Maybe, maybe, oh. maybe Cole will be on here next time too, and you know, 
actually show up for something? Look, Cooksey, all I'm saying <laughs> is don't ever be surprised if on a Sunday night your phone rings and you see my name pop up on it, all right? <laughs> Fair enough. Because we, we are not opposed to cold calling people at random on the show just to see if they pick up. Yeah, we're taking credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to get sued over that one. Cause That's fine. Cold calling is I have a good he, lawyer. He, he invented the cold call. It wasn't Howard Stern or any of the yeah, other 8,000 yeah. media personalities. Like 20 years ago. Look, yeah. we cold call. Yeah, yeah. We race tech rant. Uh, what are the other things we do? Everything. No, Everything. No, no. We pretty much do it all. Well, None every- of these places sponsor us, but hey, we do it all anyway. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I have no. the race tech suspension yeah. manual. Does that count? Yes. <laughs> then we're good. Then we're good. Okay. So, so I got to pick my winners. Top three. What do I got to pick? We just do the winners for both classes. I mean, if you got a, if you got a, wild, a wild thing that you think is going to happen, go for it. No, I think Jeremy Martin's going to win just because those Yamahas are so fast at altitude. Yep. I think Jet, Jet will be there because he's so good, but I just think J-Mart's going to get it done. 450. Oh, dear God. I don't know. Um, Blake Baggett? Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> I'm we weren't getting out without a Blake Baggett reference. Forrest Butler? Oh, okay. Do you guys want to hear that one? Uh, I got time. I don't care. Yes. If you guys yes. Want, yes. If you, if you okay. got time, let's hear about this. Because yep. I'm going to sound clip all these. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, uh, this one will do good on YouTube. Um, so Forrest Butler texts me after he heard my Blake Baggett rant about, you know, he didn't get paid, blah, blah, blah. That's what got me in trouble at Western when I just text my friend that worked over at Rocky Mountain. So he tells me, Forrest, hey, this is Forrest. I uh, text me. He doesn't call me. And he says, uh, yeah, the, I, I think you have it wrong. Uh, we split on, you know, amicable. I'm like, well, that's funny because talked to Blake last week and didn't sound amical to me. <laughs> He's like, and he, he, he basically accused me of not talking to Blake. And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, what do you say? I'm like, well, there's a lawsuit. So I'm not going to say what, what we said exactly, but I just, just know we talked to him and he said, something's coming down the pipe. That's it. He's trying to pump me for info. And then he's like, Oh, we'll come on your show. And talk about what it is to be a team manager. And I was no, like, well, no. bro, uh, no, you can come on. But I said, listen, I'm not weed. I'm not going to throw you softballs and kiss your ass. I want to know why your guys haven't gotten paid. Because the more research I did into it, there's a few guys that haven't been paid by the Butler brothers. Matt Bonney was on the team, got third at Daytona, and they didn't pay him his bonus. They had to take him to court. And I believe there may or may not be a gag or I don't know. But he he tried to tell me Matt Bonney wasn't on the team. I went and researched it. I found a podium picture. He's on the podium with the Butler brothers shirt on. <laughs> He's on the podium, bro. He was never on our team. So, That's fake news. So there's there's two lies in, in the text messages, and I'm just like, come on, man. And I finally, I was just like, listen, come on. Tell me you paid Blake Baggett, and it was amicable, and I'll record it and blast it out there. You could do that. I'll retract everything. Crickets. <laughs> Shocker. Shocking. So I, I haven't heard from Forrest since then. That's awesome. So Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four fifty. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna go. God, I want to go Dylan again, but I don't know if he can do it twice. The Yamaha Weed Whackers are good, man. They really Whoa. are. <laughs> uh, that's what Johnny calls them. Johnny Hoffa yeah, is a Weed Whacker. Yep. I right. love the Yamahas, man. I ride one. It's one of the most comfortable bikes, and I love that Star's proving. That it was just the dummies at Yamaha that couldn't run a program. You mean the guys that were from the seventies? You mean the guys that were there from the seventies? Yeah, and they literally reenacted that. They thought, "Oh, we got Cooper Webb, who's a slam dunk, and he's just going to make us look good." So, hey guys, let's latch on to him. And 
they were so bad they brought him down and everyone else but meanwhile the bike's actually good and they can can be good it is you know yeah yeah but god i don't know man this is so tough i'm gonna say god i want to say plus no i don't know um tomac tomac in colorado oh okay well i guess that's not he's my pick too so okay what's your pick for 250s it's hard to argue with the Jeremy Martin thing. J Mart, yeah. That, oh. Those stars are just so good. Those star those Yamahas. Stars. Those stars are just so <laughs> good. <laughs> they are stars. Trust me, dude. I'm on that blue uh, crew train on the small except board. Justin, except Justin so, Cooper. Yeah, uh, yeah. But man, those yeah, those star Yamahas are so fucking good. And with the altitude, I mean, Honda obviously found something in that 250. We talked about that mm-hmm. earlier on the show. You you can clearly see it in that Polaris. But yeah, I think J Mart. And I think Tomac. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. anybody can disagree on J Mart, but uh, and as much as I would love to oh say, boy, here we go, Dylan. He's on gonna the shit on Tomac. Hold on a second. I... <laughs> go no, for man. it. No. Can I say this? What? No, go ahead. I have been a, I, I've been accused of shitting on Tomac in the past, and I'm not like. Uh, but you know what I love about that guy? He doesn't give a shit what I say. He'll talk to me the next week, and he doesn't care. That's great. He literally That's doesn't good. care. That is a that is a professional. I'm going to miss him when he retires. I'm so glad he's sticking around. Can I, I love that guy. I have a question for you. Is there anyone you haven't been accused of shitting on yet? Cooper Webb? No. Um, yeah, I've been accused Jason, of that. Jason uh, Anderson? <laughs> Jason Anderson? I mean, your video Listen, with Jason did like get all these fucking views. So Nothing I wouldn't say directly to their face. Well, that's good. Is that, that that's fair, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's literally fair. the rule I go by. I won't say anything or write anything that I would not say directly to somebody's face. So if I ran into them, if I would be nervous, then don't say it. Look, Problem I is, is, I do say some, I do say some dumb shit to people's faces that I probably shouldn't say. So. I know you don't have Alessandro Lupino. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been, oh, haven't been accused fast, of shitting so. on that guy. <laughs> that's just, oh. I don't think I. Well, well, it, it, it's not that I'm shitting on them. It's just when they do bad. I explain why I think they did bad. Yeah. And Tomac has been, he's been an anomaly. If you see, like, the guy, it's not like, like, Stewart would crash and have a bad week. This guy just goes slow one week and then rides like a god the next, and then he's just slow. And then he's like Se- a god. 7 9 for 10th overall, 1 1 for first overall the next week. What the fuck are we doing? 25 seconds up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not logical, but it sure as hell gives us a lot to talk about, and it's fun. Yes, so. it does. So, my yeah. 450 pick, I would like to pick Dylon. Because, uh, you know, I just love it if he could back it up. I think he's going to be good. I think he gets on the box again. But I think I'm going to have to go Chase Sexton, man. What he did in that wow. second moto coming from, what was it, 39th to 10th, and then how close he which is another thing we actually didn't even talk about, how close that finish was in that first moto. You can't see it, but my jaw just hit the floor. I, I think Chase Sexton. I, I, I think that. Are you sure? About, are you feeling okay? You know, was good. there something in those <laughs> cheese dogs you had before we started eating? Like, up. holy I, fucking shit. I think Sexton. I man, like that pick. I don't know if I he's like going to go one. Pick. I don't know if he's going one one. I'm not on the board with that because I still think he's going to have a moment where it's like, "What are you doing?" Kind of like with AC sometimes. But I think he, I think he gets it done and gets the overall because, dude, like I said, maybe you know Frenchie backed it down a little bit that first moto, but he didn't back it down enough where Chase just like caught him, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah. Like Chase was on was on one those last couple laps. Yeah. I think that if he gets a start at Thunder Valley. I think that that's all he's kind of missing. We've seen what he did in Supercross. You know, I understand he couldn't put it together. He crashed. But if that kid gets a start, and he kind of like with AC, if he's got a clear track, I'm nervous for everybody else. Now, can he do it for the whole moto and not hit the ground? That's yet to be seen. I know he did it in Paula, but AC gifted him a little bit last year. But, dude, 
I don't think anybody can deny if Chase gets a start over everybody else, like mm-hmm. he's gonna sprint for a good twenty minutes, and yes. I don't know if they're gonna catch him. Yes. So I, and then not start the second moto, or is he gonna start the second moto? <laughs> nah, man. Him and him and Osborne. Are oh, oh, wow, wow, rude, rude. I'm just saying. Whatever. Just saying. Get some un- un- unintentional bad karma. Wow. <laughs> hey, look, man. Stu's giving him Adderall. It's fine. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. Oh, boy. It's fine. I'm dude. not touching that one. Nope. I'm out on that we one, too. No, we have no friends left on well, the show other with, than coaching with that, with that being said, Cooksey, why don't you tell them where they can find you if they want to hear the latest, uh, latest Cooksey Number media. one motocross podcast in the world. <laughs> yeah. Cooksey and the coach. Head on over. Check us out. Um, go to the uh, go to YouTube. I've been trying to do YouTube. Johnny got me hooked up on that. Trying Hell to yeah. boost it. the YouTube numbers. That's why I started dropping clips. And it's funny how it's just the regular podcast. I just grab clips, and they some blow up, some don't. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, well, we already said this like a week ago, and I just posted it here. Yep. So, yeah. No, but it's amazing how those short little clips work. Trust me, we're the same way because we because our podcast is three hours, and I've been pulling clips too. And it's like the clips sometimes will do the same amount of numbers that we did on the main show. And it's like, uh, that's what Johnny does. Uh, that's right. what Johnny does, what Jeremy yeah. Hammer does. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so Cooksey and the coach, where else can they find you, man? If you want to go, um, I'm going to start writing articles again once I get a little more settled with my day job. Uh, that takes a little more time to do articles over on 24speed.com. Okay. That over there. Um, and that's where you can find me. That or at the races, being yelled at by Coons uh, or anyone else, and I'll be I'll be with the, I'll be with the fans because I'm not allowed to get a press pass there. I believe Feld's still cool with me, um, but we'll see. If you hear somebody screaming <laughs> "fuck you, asshole" in the stands, or that other probably or that somebody other guy or that other guy in your town, yeah, he's gonna yell at you. He's too scared to yell at me. Yeah, he is a bitch. Yeah, he would. He wouldn't do that. Plus, he's up in the fucking tower with the fucking people doing jerking whatever the fuck off, he does. Off other, oh, I mean, what? What? What, what? are him and Tim Cotter doing together? Oh, Holy shit! Wow, this is really gone. We better wrap this show up. We're getting we're getting delusional um, here. My my phone's cutting out. My phone's cutting. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So who hung up on who earlier? Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's oh. all good. Oh man. So. so, all right. Well, cool, Cooksey. We appreciate you coming on, man. We will. Uh, we will definitely do this again. So we're try. You know, we try to have other people on here to not just give our opinion all the time because we're some assholes who don't go to the races and don't know shit. So yeah, fuck it. You know, <laughs> only been been around the sport for you know close to thirty years, but you know I'm dumb. I'm five years deep. Yeah, I'm yeah, not very yeah. good. No. Fuck them. <laughs> so cool. Awesome, Thanks, man. guys. I appreciate it, man. I had a good time chatting with you. Yeah, yeah man. Awesome. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon, buddy. You got it, man. Later. Later. See it. So that was Chris Cooksey, everybody. That was awesome. That was great. Got some got some juice. There are some gems in there. I can't wait to chop this one up. Oh, that was awesome. I've been so I've been listening back to the podcast. Yep. Like that's how I've been finding the sound bites. I literally produce it all. I put it out there. When it goes online, then I go back and listen to it while I'm working and you know hear something i'm like oh shit let's find exactly the the ins and outs of that so um yeah so there'll be some sound bites on this one it's good it's actually it's it's funny that even though because i used to not listen to the show at all yeah i used to just you know do it and put it out there and there it was well it's hard because it's like well you already know what you said and but but you know it's amazing listening to it i'm still entertained by us talking i know that cole 
I mean, I don't know about lately, but I remember he used to say that he always would actually go back and listen because he wanted to see like how it sounded. Li- yeah, just listening because obviously when you're talking to when we're talking to each other, we're just we're trying to so focus on what we're going to say. Whereas like when you go back and listen to it, you go maybe I got a word of that different or you know that was a good point. Yeah, stuff, where you know so I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll listen to it sometimes. But I mean, it's just obviously with we us. don't actually sound as stupid as we feel like we sound. Yeah, well, like it's not terrible. It's just hard because you know we're always so all of us are so busy, so it's kind of hard, especially the fact that we do three hour shows. Yeah, now you know back then when we would do like thirty thirty five minute shows, it was like, a lot oh, easier. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, but now it's it's really hard and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's probably why our. Uh, our other numbers on like Spotify and all because people just listen to us. Yeah. Well, and actually, so I, I was talking to another kid locally who does podcasts and he's got some friends too, that do some YouTube stuff with cars and do pretty good at that. And, uh, he was telling me that, so, you know, we've been talking about, I don't know why we're talking about this on the show, but whatever. Anyway, about our YouTube numbers being down slightly yeah. or whatever, you know, cause obviously we used to get a bunch more views than what we get now. And we can probably contribute some of that to the length of the show. Yep. We can contribute some of that to the whole, covid thing that's going on um but he also said that uh one of his buddies found out that like so with views on youtube they changed the algorithm within the last six months again and if your subscribers watch it if they don't watch like 95 percent of it Mm. it doesn't count as a view that's dumb so it's like if we have 1300 people subscribed let's say even a thousand of them watch the video if they don't watch the whole thing we don't get it we don't get that counted as a view so it's like our numbers could technically be way more than what they are. Yeah. And we just wouldn't even fucking know it. I don't understand. I, I should feel like you the should. The YouTube algorithm changes every fucking week I and mean, it's fucking dumb and no one can keep up with it. And no one fucking knows anything about I, it. I get why they want like, hey, you're not just clicking on this video. Yeah. But, like, I feel like it should only be like 10 minutes because I feel like that's a, a good amount of time to watch. A well, video. you couldn't do like you couldn't do minutes like that. You'd have to do percentages. Oh, okay. You'd have to do like, say they watch. 25% of it. Okay. That should count as a view type deal. You know, so, which is super weird because if you get, I know for a fact, if you get people that aren't subscribed to you, if they watch, dude, I want to say it's like fucking 30 seconds or 10 seconds of it, it counts yeah. as a view. Yeah. So it's like, why does that count as a view? But like a subscriber, they, they have to watch the whole fucking thing basically, or it doesn't count. Like, what the hell are you even doing? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that makes no sense. Algorithms and shit in the stratosphere. And all right, man, we've been going for three hours. We got to wrap this up. Actually, no, we've only been going for two and a half. Right? Oh, we started earlier. Three. Yes. Right, well. So we were going right. to end early. So that was good, though. <clears throat> that, that was good. good. Was Great good. show. Like having him on. Like I said, we've got some other guests coming up. Dark Side's coming on at some point. I got to reach back out to him and see what race he wants to come on. I'm going to give him dealer's choice. Obviously, Cooks, he uh, wants to come back on. Maybe Toolman Dan. Maybe Toolman Dan. Hopper. Definitely try to get in touch with him, too. Definitely think, though, the next time that uh, Cooksy and Coach can go on at the same time, we should try to get them both on. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. That won't be very hard. No. They, but they'll, they'll make time. They like, being, they like doing podcasts. I'm sad, though, that Cooksy won't come to Redbud. I know that's a drive for him or a f- pretty far to fly, but. I'll talk to him. It'd be cool to get him out there. I'll talk to him. Because, I mean, at least he said, because we know with Coach, Coach said he won't go to him. Yeah. Another, but, like, Cooksey will actually come. I'll talk to him. Yeah, maybe we can figure out a way. I'll talk to him. Yeah, okay. So, all right, everybody. Well, this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by uh, BC Pizza, TLR Coatings, Premier Custom Trailers. Also want to thank our other sponsors, JT Cycle. You show your new shirt. And the Dirt Bike Depot. Nah, this is for the TLR Coatings thing, man. This is just, I mean. Travis has a new shirt on. Got a Corvette on. Yeah, I mean, you can't really see it on the camera. You can kind of see it, but I'm not just, really. I'm just, I'm just anyway, uh, follow TLR Coatings. We got the sick new shirt. We're going to start doing pre orders here soon. Miami Vice. Miami Vice with the Corvette. Ooh. New Corvette. 
2020, baby. Glad nobody listened to this. We could have got sued for that. Well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for Cooksey for coming on. Justin, Thank thanks for being here. Uh, we will be back again. Remember to check out the um, the fantasy podcast. Uh, that comes out on Friday. I'll be uh, up for those. Yep. Uh, make sure to follow us on everything YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever your podcast of choice is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whole nine yards. We're everywhere there. And uh, make sure to check out the sponsors. Links in the description below. Places to support us monetary wise in the description below. There's different things to buy, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll be back next week to wrap up Thunder Valley. I don't know who we're having on the show. We'll figure something out because there'll be somebody besides us. You're still good to go, right, on the weekends? Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Maybe we can get Kev on. Give us, have him give up a little update. Oh, yeah, Kev. we can definitely get Kev on. So, well, maybe um, we get old Hubert. He made the show. He made Paul. Yeah, he did. He did, but he went like... He had a rough day. He went. Yeah, I don't know. It was something weird. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody next week. Later. Justin, you suck. <laughs>